Welcome to the Mostly Paladin Night, Mostly. I am Graveyard, joined by my co-host, Salem. Hello. This is episode 7 of our weekly All Things Horror podcast. Our topic for this week is the Jeeper Creeper franchise. So we'll be going through each movie, discussing the plot points and lore and what we think of it along the way. So let's get into the very first movie, Jeepers Creepers, came out in 2001. Um, so this kind of starts off that we're in kind of, you know, rural America, right? There's there's a brother and sister, twins, driving down the road that they're coming back from college. Um, brother came and picked up sister, and they're driving back to their parents' house, and they're taking the scenic route along the way home, going down roads they've been down many times before, but it's just a good old fun road trip, right? So they are driving down the road and they have this little game where they look at license plates and they try to, you know, determine, you know, if they're vanity plates and what they stand for. So it's kind of a little game they have. Um, And then along the way, they come across a truck that says um, beating you. And they're trying like, well, that's weird beating you. Um, didn't think anything of it. The guy was just driving really fast and crazily down the road. Um, and eventually he comes back and, you know, starts, you know, driving up really close behind them, trying to scare them, run them off the road, all that jazz. Um, you know, they pull off the side of the road. He goes past. They see the license plate. And, you know, they just kind of go and just don't really think much of it. Other than it's a little weird. Um, and then as they're driving past, they see the same probably 1940s-ish truck and a guy who is dumping two large um, items into into a chute. Um, they look like bodies. They're able to see him do two bodies seemingly in less than a minute of them driving by. Um, and so they start driving down the road and start discussing should they go ahead and investigate what it is. Um, he comes by. He goes past again. They realize, you know what? You know, what if they are people? What if they're still alive? So they go back, investigate it. Um, they see a tube, essentially like an old you know, sewer drain tube, the old metal grate ones, right? Um, Justin's long character goes down and starts to investigate it. He slips and slides down there, and he, and he realizes there is tons of bodies everywhere. Um, one guy was alive, uh, except to say, I don't remember exactly what he said, but, you know, you know, get out something like that and then he dies um, you know i watched it a couple of times trying to like focus on what he said i could <laughs> not figure it out so i have no idea what he said yeah um so they realize that there's just bodies you know stacked all over the wall and some of them you know potentially hundreds of years old um they happen to see a letterman's ring on the guy essentially a championship ring they realize that they had a story from something about 20-ish years ago they don't remember about a couple that went missing um, so they get pretty freaked out. Uh, the, the sister, um, goes through and, you know, trying to watch out for this guy coming back. Um, they get out of the sewer, they go to the diner and call the cops saying, Hey, we have a place that has dead bodies. We need to get you guys over here, you know, as soon as possible to see what's going on. Um, the cops do arrive. They kind of don't believe them at first as they tend to in horror movies, right? So they start driving over to where the body dumps was. And then they realize that uh, the cops get a call saying the church they're going to, which is where the bodies were being dumped was an old church is on fire. 
Um, and then we get to see kind of our first full good look of this man that they think is a man at this point in time. And, you know, it's greenish in color, um, kind of reptilian-ish with sharp teeth, you know, toft of long white hair, kind of just like the back of the neck, big trench coat. Um, I like to call yeah. it the skullet. The skullet? I like he's that. Got a, I like he's that. got a skullet. <laughs> you know, and, you know, they don't really have a name for him, but, in you know, as a series go forward, they he's referred to as the Creeper. Um, so, you know, oh, sorry, while they're at the diner, before they call the cops, there's a phone call, and they hear a woman telling them to, you know, watch out for the cats. You know, don't, you see woman with too many cats, get out of there, you're in danger, they just kind of brush it off, going, this doesn't make any sense. Anyway, um, the Creeper kills the cops, and they try to get away, and then you know, they're trying to find help. They go to the first house they can see. Once again, this is, you know, unspecified rural America somewhere with cornfields and wheat, everything everywhere. Um, they realize this lady has a lot of cats. And then she goes, she's looking out the field, you know, who are you? Why are you here? Don't bring any cops here. Uh, and she goes, wait a minute, that's not my scarecrow. And it's the creeper um, coming after them, right? Uh, so they don't know why he's really after them, but they realized that the warning they got on the phone call was coming true. Um, the creeper kills the old lady, and then, you know, they run him over, I don't know, what, five or six times? Yeah, it's a few times. Yeah. Um, you know, they had never checked to see if he's dead. They go, that's enough. Let's move on. And they go to the county police station that they're in. You know, they cross a couple counties on this trip, kind of really unspecified county names. Um, and they get the cops involved. And then they're heading out there. And then um, a woman comes in claiming to be a psychic, knows their names and everything that's happening. You know, she's warning them. You know, when you hear that song, I hear one of you screaming, playing to the song. Uh, I think it's all called Cheapers Creepers, right? Yeah. Okay. So, um, you know, kind of a shootout with the cops with their riot gear that for some reason, you know, they have the, the plexi shield masks. And when they're shooting, they lift them up, even though they're, they're, they're see-through, which is a little you, odd. You can't talk through plexiglass, <laughs> dude. Come on. Right, right. Um, so they realize that... Uh, you know, this creature's out there and, you know, they, they damage him. Um, and he is found in the, the cell block eating a part of one of the inmates that happened to be there. And he's able to regrow the part he's missing. Um, the psychic, you know, conveys to them that this is kind of what he does is he's able to regenerate. He comes out every 23 years or every 23rd spring for 23 days to eat, to regenerate um, whatever part he needs, whatever part he's missing from this hibernation for 23 years that he has. And he's been doing this forever. He's ancient. He's old. You know, and they hear, you know, on the news that there's, you know, stuff about bodies that have been there for hundreds of years, some with wooden teeth, that this has been going on for a very long time. Um... And then, you know, it really comes down to a stand down with the creeper the, and then the brother and sister. Um, 
the Reaper has Barry, the brother, you know, hold, and the cops all had guns trained on him. And Sister goes, hey, we're everything inside. We're exactly the same. There's nothing that he has that I don't have on the inside that you may potentially need. Um, for a while there, it seems like the Creeper might take her up on her offer. Uh, but he smells just as long character and um, smelling is a big part of this is he likes to create fear. So then you have the pheromones released and he's able to smell you and he's able to smell the parts of you that he might want to continue his longevity. Um, so he takes Justin's long character uh, to an undisclosed location. The church is burned down. I think it's a, what old refinery it looks like. And uh, you hear the song Jeepers Creepers playing. And kind of the last shot is Justin's long character kind of strung up. You start his legs, work up. And you see that his eyes have been taken, but through the back of his head. So there's just holes in the back of his head to his eye sockets. And then you see the creeper pop his eyes out. And it's because he had brown eyes. I don't recall what the color of sister's eyes were, but the creeper wanted his eyes. The creeper's eyes before that were like that that milky white. Milky white, but kind of bluish, though, too. Right? No, yeah. I mean, yeah, it definitely was. But, yeah, they looked like they were like, you know, dead, rotten eyes or something. Right. So, I, I mean, that's kind of the, the gist of the of the plot. You know, this is an interesting take. Um, you know, what were your fra- first thoughts when you saw this? Uh, first first thoughts when I saw it is essentially it was it was. Uh, Kind of like it, just a basic example of how horror movies were roaming at that point in time, like in the early 2000s. Um, it was pretty, like I said, common, basic. You know, it was you know, ran along the same lines and stuff like that. I mean, really, the only time I had any, you know, genuine, like, interest or like, wow, that was interesting was the ending. Like, I did not. And usually they never have bad endings in horror movies. I mean, no. Right. Right, and it's a, and it's just a straight up bad ending. I mean, no, like no one does anything heroic or anything. <laughs> like, there's no like nobody saves anybody. I mean, there's kind of sort of a final girl, I guess, um, right. because she survives, but it's not because of her own strength. Like, it just fails, and it right. just. I thought that that just that that twist was interesting enough for me to kind of put it. Just, I mean, one step above all those kind of generic movies around that time. Right. Uh, I don't recall if I saw this in theaters. It came out in 2001. Usually October, I think they came out. I would have just been old enough for I was able to get in because my theater uh, ID'd people. If you weren't 17, you weren't allowed to get in. Um, But I'm pretty sure I saw this in theaters. And, you know, my kind of first thought when seeing this, you know, first time 21 years ago almost was, I go, you know what? Maybe maybe the horror icons are, come, are coming back. You know, we have classic ones that we got 70s and 80s, 90s, we got, you know, Ghostface and, and Candyman, but you know, we had a non-speaking you know, horror thing we haven't really seen in a while because you know, a lot of people at that time were quite quippy, right? Um, yeah, we had the but, untalking um, was, creature. Did you see it all the way man, through? We don't know really before Salem, or was this kind of your first? Um, no, I definitely sure. liked it. Again, this is another one of these uh, movies that TV. I had assumed for years it. that I had just seen this entire movie multiple times. In fact, 
Um, and then rewatching it, you know, from beginning to end, focusing on it, I realized I didn't I didn't watch the last half of this movie like ever because I don't I don't remember any of like the police station stuff and beyond. I would say like everything after the diner, I don't remember at all. Okay, um, I definitely don't remember the ending. So I know, like I said, that's why I know I didn't see it. I, but again, the beginning part, I know I saw. Like I knew what he looked like. I knew what the truck looked like. I knew the whole like sniffing thing and all that stuff. I knew all that. So I, I know that I've seen the first half. I just never saw the second half. So the first half I've, I've seen at least once. So that I technically rewatched, but the end of it, I've only <laughs> seen this one time. So, um, yeah, I mean, I've, I probably rewatched this movie. I wouldn't say yearly. It might be every two years ish. So I do watch it enough. Um, and you know, back when you had cable or if it would be on, TV, I'd watch it then too. You know, I wouldn't turn it away. I'm like, oh, you know what? This is just a pretty good movie for me. I'm it, even if it's just background noise. I know enough about it. I don't think I'm going to catch anything new on any of the rewatches. Um, and so, like I said, it's something I rewatch a lot. So I re- like I, said, I really like it. Um, but I kind of want to get into you know the lore of this, right? We discuss you know how important is story or lore or anything like that. Um, you know, I think the kind of the lore is this, they, they generalize this. They can be any cornfield, any interstate that we can go on, that we go a little bit south of us, that we get into the cornfield pretty quickly, right? Mm-hmm. So it was a pretty good any town, any field USA. You know, so that's, that, I think that's a good setting for it. You know, it's always that. Uh, that time frame, like it's you know, early 2000s, not everyone had cell phones or, as the sister called it, a portable phone. <laughs> you know, so cell phones really weren't going to do much, let alone in 2001 in the middle of a cornfield. We still don't have bars sometimes in the middle of cornfields in America. Correct. That is, that um, is very true. Now, as you know, the lore goes, obviously the creeper had been doing this for hundreds of years. You know, so if it's every 23, you know, every 23rd spring, you know, let's say he's been doing it for 10 of those 230 years. It'd be probably pretty close to um, what we were seeing. But they hinted at that the creeper was older than that. We don't know how much older, you know, to me, this seemed like a creature feature meets Frankenstein's monster. It's just like a different way of Frankenstein's monster, right? Different body parts from different people needing to be kept alive. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, essentially, that's, yeah, he's like a, a self-perpetuating Frankenstein. Right. So like, instead of needing the doctor to, to rebuild him, he just, like, eats whatever part he feels is not going well. Right. And then replaces it. But it looks like, um, I don't know, he, they sounded like he ate a lot of hearts, so maybe the heart is just, like, the generic thing that keeps him alive. Well, um, I mean, the, he he ate the tongue out of the cop. That was kind of the first thing they eat because he needed his tongue back, so he got a new tongue. And it did sound like, yes, they, he ate a lot of hearts, but it almost seemed like he ate a lot of hearts, so he had multiple hearts in him. So if one gets penetrated or run over or crushed, that he would continue to live. Well, it wouldn't necessarily add another heart because, like, when they when he ate, like, arms and legs it only replaced his existing it didn't give him extras you know like if that was the case he'd like eat an arm and then he'd have three arms 
Right. Unless he's able to eat a certain amount of internal organs that's just kind of there and regenerates as necessary. Like the external stuff, you know, as you see, we get run over multiple times, don't really seem to bother him. Well, and it also, it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't really seem to matter. Like, it's not like he's just like a normal person that has to regenerate limbs. Like, he can survive, like, without it. Like, he doesn't really, like, bleed or, like, suffer any real damage. Like, I mean, he gets, like, does he get hit? No, I don't think, no, he doesn't, like, get hit in the head in this one. No, no, we do like, see that later on. Right, yeah, I mean, he loses a leg, he loses an arm. Right. Um. Yeah, I mean, he gets shot a bunch of times, and yeah, he, like, it, but it doesn't really phase him, right? Like there's, there's, yeah. So I mean, even even though he needs to like eat the parts to regenerate them, he is also just like invincible, essentially. Right. We're we're kind of back to the you know silent, unkillable creature or supernatural entity that exists, right? We don't. Right. I mean, there is some lore. And really, we're just you know dipping our toes into the lore of this movie for the lot. Um, now, what do you think about having this creature and this you know uniqueness there, and then having a psychic in there as well? Do you feel that was like a weird uh, parallel? Um, I th- the reason I think the psychic is there is because um, <laughs> the guy who created the creeper probably wanted some of this background information that he gave that creature to come out because otherwise there's not really an opportunity for it to come out. I mean, they're like the only real insight we see into like the creeper as a being is when Justin Long is in that church basement. Right. Right. That's it. That's, that's the only time we see anything. And he's not going to like write about himself that, Oh, I come out every 23 years and I have 23 days to eat. Like he's not going to do that. Right. So you're saying that the psychic was an expedition dump. Right. Yeah. The psychic is there to give that background information that the, you know, <laughs> the guy who created the creeper wanted you to know he wanted this new character, this new, you know, villain that he created to have that, that 2323 background. And so right. and the only way that you'll be able to get that is from a psychic. Or if you have like some kind of like, you know, hunter who knows about him and hunts him every 23 years or something like that, which we, we get later on in the series, but not in this one. So the only way to get it would be like that kind of thing. Um, also, the one thing that I didn't get is like if he's only if he only comes out every twenty three years and he's only out for twenty three days and he spends those twenty three days like hunting and killing as much as he does, like where does he get all the time to make all those like taxidermied people? Well, it's weird that my uh, on the rewatch I was asking you know why does he taxidermy people? What's the purpose? Why does he take the bodies? Who cares? He's invincible. Let well, the I bodies mean, okay. stay there. Yeah, but, like, I, I can see, like, okay, you eat these people and you get something, like, okay, because he, he scares them, he sniffs them, he's like, oh, this guy's got a really good heart, right? Or he's got a really right. good liver, so I right. need to kill this guy and take his liver. So you kill him and you take his liver, you want to, like, it's a really good liver, right? You want to, like, remember where that liver came from. I can see you taxiderming the people that you stole the liver from. I get that part. I just, if you only come out every 23 years for 23 days, where do you get all the time to taxidermy people? That takes a lot of time. Right. You know, can, where do you get all the time to like fix up this car? Where do you get all the time to like make all these weapons? Right. I mean, <laughs> unless he's been doing this for hundreds of years, I obviously got a car at some point in time. There's, right. there's just a lot of filler that you don't really get. You know, he 
he taxidermism and then he like embalms them too. So their skin is still there. They're not rotting or anything like that. No, yeah, they they got that weird like plasticky look, like yeah, that. yeah. So like yeah, they've been embalmed, but they've also been like you know epoxied or something. Like yeah, right. they were creepy, but yeah, the whole place was 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 covered in them, and it's. I mean, yeah, that's that's a, that's an interesting element. Obviously, that's disturbing, right? It's supposed to be, but like, where does he get the time to do that? Right. You know, and it, it seems like he's more focused when he's creating fear when he's smelling the pheromones. That's mostly for internal organs, arms, legs, head. He doesn't seem to really care about, you know, the internal stuff is what he cares about. Like, you know, do you think he's going after, like, the best liver? So one that will last him maybe three seasons, two seasons, three seasons of doing this. He doesn't have to do whatever every time. Well, maybe he's, like, a really heavy drinker. (laughs) Maybe. He just needs to, like, get a new liver every year. I mean, that would be a great way to just, you know, avoid any liver damage. Just get a new liver every year. Right. Yeah. So, Um, so, okay. Let's get into kind of the highlights of this movie for you. What Mm -hmm. what do you say the highlights are for you on the Salem? The highlights for this movie would definitely be the ending. Um, I love bad endings, and bad endings are so rare in the horror genre. They really, really are. I mean, you'll get like a, an after the heroes win, like, oh, the monster comes back kind of thing. You'll get that, right? Right. But you don't get a truly bad ending to where like the people who are supposed to be the heroes just fail. Right. And, and the villain just walks away with everything that he wanted. The thing that he was trying to get the whole time he got, he walked away, and everybody is just the worst for it. Those are so rare in the horror genre, and I'd really, really like to see those bad endings. So that was definitely the highlight for me. I mean, yeah, I agree with that. On the rewatches, kind of the lore, like there's some pretty stupid things, but the creature itself, um, how he operates, and the fact, yeah, that he that he lives at the end, that you don't have to, on the sequel, you don't have to prepare like, okay, how is he coming back this time? You know, how is he defeated this time? He wasn't defeated. Right. You know, he don't you don't have to have a reason for him being around the next time. You know, yeah, so yeah, I, I agree that's a good highlight because I mean, yeah, there was the sisters being the final girl, but I mean sometimes there's characters that make it to the end and usually one sacrifices themselves, but it's always to win. It's never to just flat out lose. Yeah, yeah. She was the final girl by default. Right. Not, not by any real actions on herself. She did try. I mean, don't get me wrong. She had the whole speech at the end of like, you know, I'm going to be the sacrificial lamb, right? You know, right. But that was usually at the point where like, he'll go, okay, I'll take you. And then of course she'll like, you know, pull a knife out or whatever, you know, some kind of goofy thing. Right. You know, like, I like them papers, bitch. We'll get there. Yes. <laughs> that's, the, that's the scene that that they, they would usually happen in a horror movie, right? Right. It's like they, you know, they try to like you know negotiate, or they they like try to like confuse them or change them, and they try to like you know they look like they're sacrificing themselves, but really they have a plan, and they like stab them in the back or you know whatever whatever right. it is. And that was the scene that they were going for, and just for that, the creeper to just go nope and just. Just right out the window. I mean, like immediately right out the window, and everybody just goes, "Oh man!" I mean, it's right. it's just a bad ending. There's just, and then you actually have to like hear Justin Long screaming, screaming. In pain and then see the holes in his head. I, again, <sighs> genuine bad ending. Very rare to see. Very, very, very much enjoyed. 
right. So low points of this movie. What, what are some low uh, points for you? Low points is there are so many scenes where everybody is just standing there watching things happen and not doing anything. I mean, like him and his sister stared at him and just watched him do stuff for so long. I mean, it's ridiculous. Just, I'm like, do something. <laughs> Run away. I mean, do anything at all. Don't just sit there and stare at him. Like, he's got, you got all the time in the world to get away. You're just standing there staring. Like, I get they're supposed to be scared or whatever, but after the first time it happens, like, you've already seen this. You should be over your, you know, paralyzing fear at this point. Just right. Right. Get I mean, out of there. I mean, yeah, Justin Long, when he came out from the, the sewer, was just couldn't speak. He just had a you know, blank stare. Like he just saw the worst thing in the world. And trust me, he did. But right. um, yeah, I mean there's a lot of staring. There's a lot of, you know, okay, what do we do moments here while he's just, you know, standoffish with the creature. You're you're not gonna win. Like there's right, you know, I agree with that as a low point. But, um, I mean to, to be fair, I mean the creeper was also just like dancing around doing like dumb stuff you know just i mean normal villain stuff trying to look creepy but they're just like staring at him while he's doing it it's just like you might, you might as well just you know pause it and just let them stare <laughs> at each other for like a minute because that's what they do right um low points for me i'm just trying to think if there's any thing like other than the psychic being the exposition dump not much of a purpose to her quite honestly she couldn't prevent anything. She knew how it ended. Even though she knew how it ended, she couldn't do anything to prevent it, which was kind of like a, a Deus Ex Machina event. They're like, oh, she knows about the she knows about the creeper. She is going to come and save the day because that is a trope in, I think, horror movies of the psychic being able to see all the stuff and then being able to save the day, right? Right, yeah. And if the psychic's generally able to, the psychic gets killed, which if they're psychic, they would have seen coming, blah, 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 right? Yeah, like the yeah, like the shining. Right. So I mean there there's a lot of points that you know you go, okay, this is where this is where they defeat the creeper, this is where it is, and they don't have it, which is fine. It's just you know, it is throwing our expectations kind of out the window, which is a highlight, but like I said, the 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 low point is if this creature has been let's say in existence for two hundred and thirty years, just to have a nice round number for you know, ten iterations of this. And in the same area, and no one knows about it other than the psychic because you can see into other people's minds. Mm-hmm. That's weird. It is. I mean, I mean, that's you know, would you say there's a hundred people down there at least that that we well, just see they, down there? Well, they they said I think I think the official count. Well, I think this is later on, yeah. like in the in the series where they say, but I think they they said they found at least three hundred bodies down there. Right, and that's assuming he, t- let's say he takes one person each day, you know, that is about 13-ish uh, sessions of the seasons of, of the Creeper. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah, you hear the people going missing, but there is no lore, there is no people going, watch out for the Creeper, you know, the Creeper will get you. Um, yeah, they just no, know They just know people went missing, which is very odd for an ancient evil, if you will, to not have that in the movie. That's fair. And especially since he's gone for 23 years at a time. Right. Like, 
no one went in that church basement in 20 years. Right. Like, I mean, it, yeah, it's, it's like a broken down church on the side of the road. Like, I mean, a lot of people like, you know, goofy urban explorer people are just curious people on a long road trip. I'm sure they'd go down there. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean, it's, it's like, of course it would be found. <laughs> I mean, right. And again, it, if it was found when he was like asleep or whatever, I mean, of course they, they're going to know what happened down there. They're going to know who all those people were, everything that's going on. I, mean, I don't know if they would find him. I don't know if he sleeps in like a coffin down there or, or what. I don't know. Or, yeah. And yeah, they never say what, where he goes during that time period. Cause we only ever see him. Um, but I mean, I guess it should be, we should mention that the first three movies take place over like what? Three days. Yeah. Through the last three or four days of, of the, the, the cycle of yeah. the 2001 cycle. Correct. The first three movies take place in that same cycle. They, they don't, it's not like different years or anything. It takes place in that same cycle. Right. Right. So, I mean, I mean, it, you'd think, okay, he's only alive for 23 days, essentially for every 23 years. So he's lived only like a year, <laughs> it's a, you know, of awake time. We don't really get much. And even further down, we don't get much to decide what happened. You know, is he in a cocoon? Is it that he's normal? We don't, we don't have a good enough lore background at that point in time to really get to that. You know, can anyone live that long if they only were awake for th- 23 days every 23 years? Right. Um, so our rating system for this franchise is we don't now that's something we don't see in the first movie um, is he has essentially a throwing star or an inch star that he creates out of skin and teeth and, and bone. So we are in out of 10, 10 being the best, one being the worst, or you can go to zero. You know, how many uh, creeper throwing stars would you give this movie? Um, let's see. The first movie, I'll give it, um, just, yeah, just because of the rest of this franchise, but I will give it eight creeper throwing stars out of 10. I agree. Eight is, is a very solid movie. Something for me that I like to go back and rewatch. And that's something you would kind of rewatch again. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, that, that ending is good enough for me to go back and watch it. It, it, it elevates that, you know, generic <laughs> early 2000s horror to, to that next level. Right. Yeah, definitely. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep watching it for mm-hmm. sure. All right. So then you want to go ahead and discuss Creepers Creepers 2. <laughs> Jeepers Creepers 2. Um, I don't know what year it came out of. Do you know what year it came out 2003. 2003. So this yeah. is two years later. Um, okay. So Jeepers Creepers 2 is uh, completely separate from the first one. Um, it takes place in that same cycle, like we said. Um, but it has, well, I guess kind of has a returning character, but not really. But right. I'll get into it. Anyway. Um, so uh, it starts off with... Uh, you're on a farm and there's like a dad who has two sons. Um, they're like working on the farm and the dad's like, you know, kind of like a curmudgeon like, you know, Oh, my kids are always doing bad stuff. Blah, blah, blah. Um, and the kids like hanging scarecrows. Um, and he hangs like the first scarecrow and his dad's complaining. Hangs the second scarecrow. Dad's still complaining. And now his brother is now like, you know, bullying him essentially as siblings do. Um, and then he looks over at the third one and the third one is of course the creeper. Um, just hanging out on a scarecrow stick. Um, 
kid figures out something's wrong, tries to run. Creeper chases him down. The dad and the brother, um, you know, basically run into the corn trying to find him. They're unsuccessful. Um, and the creeper gets the son. Um, so yeah, the the dad and the and the brother are, um, you know, very angry, and it, they go to like working on their. I don't know. They're, they're working on something. It's like a, it's like a, you know, weapon making montage thing. Right. Right. Um, and then that's it. They cut away. And now we're in um, a school bus full of high school kids that just came back from championship. I think they're like basketball with the players. number, with the numbers, another Letterman jackets. Yeah. There's like six or seven. So they're a basketball yeah. team. Right. Yeah. So they're, yeah, they're a basketball team. Um, for some reason they have cheerleaders, but they only have three cheerleaders. Oh, Okay, um, so there's yeah the the team uh, there's three cheerleaders uh, and then there's like several adults there's like the bus driver lady um, I think there's like three coaches like three adult coaches yep. I believe um, so anyway and, so, and, yeah. yeah they also had some news like reporters from the school newspaper there too right right but they were I think that was that was a kid though I think it was supposed yeah. to be yeah it was a kid yeah. and they had some like water boys and and stuff like that too they right right. Yeah, so they, yeah, it was like you know everybody team and accompanying right <laughs> servant type people whatever they are right. Um, so anyway, so they're you know driving down the road, they're like singing their fight song and whatever, being high school kids um, fucking with each other. Anyway, so of course flat tire. Oh no! So they pull over. Um, they go look at the flat tire, and it's the first appearance of the creeper throwing star, which looks like a bunch of claws like solder together kind of thing with a tooth in it yeah um so they're like oh this is weird i think the bus driver cuts her hands on it like oh it's super sharp like this is you know it's weird that we saw this in the road um so they're like trying to call for help and and they like nobody's phones are working um i think only a couple people have phones this is 2001 right um but anyway they're trying to use the the cb radio in the the bus and they're not getting a response um they do that for it, it looks like several hours because they're like there's guys like sun tanning on the roof of the bus. Yeah. Um, for some bizarre reason, there's guys that just all decide to go pee in a field together. Um, like standing like hand in hand while they're doing it. As I you don't do. Understand As why. you do. Yeah, of course. <laughs> um, yeah, just, I mean, just weirdly bizarre behaviors happening, but, um, eventually they decide, okay, you know, we're not getting any help. We have to like, get out of here. We can't just sit here. Um, no cars are passing by. We need to leave. So, you know, the bus does have two tires in the back and it was only one of them that got popped. So they're like, okay, we'll just, we can make it. We just drive slow. So they're driving slow. Um, boom. Of course, another one pops out, you know, and now it's nighttime. So they pull over and they go look and they see there's another, you know, creeper throwing star in the other tire on that same side. Only this one is like made out of skin, you know, like the middle part is made out of skin. And it's a throwback to um, Justin Long in the first movie. He had like a little rose tattoo around his belly button. Yep. And it's very obviously that rose with a belly button, like yeah, on the creeper throwing star. Um. So yeah. So they're like, okay, well, this is you know disturbing now. So we need to like you know put down the flares and then like get out of here, right? We need to this. We this is like you know getting weird now. We need to leave. Still can't get anybody on the radio or the phones or anything. Um, so they're placing down flares, and then one by one, the creeper picks off all the adults um, pretty quickly. They're they're just gone. 
Um, so of course all the kids are scared, you know, there's no adults left anymore. Um, so they like, they get on the bus and they like, you know, kind of hunker down in the bus. Um, and as they're hiding in there, you know, the, the creeper is like, you know, crawling all along the windows and stuff, like looking at them all. And like, he's kind of pointing out certain ones and like, you know, there's this like goofy scene where he's like, you know, saying like, no, or like, you know, get out of the way. Like, I want to see the person behind you. And then when he sees the person he likes, he starts like licking the glass. Yep. Very bizarre. But the, essentially what he does is he's pointing out which ones that he likes, because as they kind of, you know, told you in the first one, you know, he, scares you to get this pheromone going whatever it is um so he sniffs you and then he knows what which ones he likes so he can get like the parts that he wants from the the people that are superior or the ones that he likes whatever it is so he picks out i think like four kids or something like that yeah um so like and he kind of leaves at this point um and they're all kind of like infighting um as the like you know you know we're all scared we can't go out there um you know, like, let's just push out the kids that he, he like picked out. Right. You know, and then we could just leave without them and stuff. You know, it's like weird infighting. I think it's just just trying to cause friction inside, you know. Um, but anyway, it's kind of interesting, you know, because they can't get out, <laughs> um, but they're kind of stuck in there. Um, and then slowly but surely he like, you know, he's breaking windows and, you know, kind of crashing in and 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 trying to get in. And they do fight back fairly well they somehow have javelins even though it's a basketball team of course um, you need javelins they, at basketball <laughs> everyone knows right. that <laughs> yeah they like you know through this javelin it was a weird scene because they like they stuck the javelin through the ceiling and all of a sudden the javelin went from being like it was like what four or five feet long all of a sudden it went to being like 12 feet long because yep. it like went through the entire roof all the way through his body all the way through his head and was sticking so yeah so the javelin's sticking three feet out of his head you know because javelin's now 12 feet long um uh, whatever i mean that's just a minor gripe on <laughs> whatever um so yeah so that i mean that happens um you know there's the, the weird scene of like they show him with this javelin like stuck all the way through his head and he's like trying to like push it one way and he's trying to like push it the other way he can't get it out of his head so he just ends up like tearing off a whole chunk of his head um and they're like sticking their heads up like watching him do this so like they they've seen him do this um so like eventually um i know he was like playing dead for a while yeah um yeah his he we find out that he has wings like well yeah i mean yeah, we, yeah. we found out the first one but yeah his wings kind of pop through the the hood of the bus right uh yeah he has them in the first one but he only really used them when he flew out the window with justin yeah. long right like i mean i mean he flopped them out a couple of times i don't think he didn't really use them no Anyway, uh, but this one, yeah, he's flying all over the place. You know, he's that's how he, has, he gets the the people that are, you know, the adults that are outside to see, like, you know, drops down and picks them up and then flies super fast in the air before they can see it. You know, they're gone. Um, so anyway, so, yeah, that's only but surely he's picking off kids. Uh, they try to get out of the bus and he's like, you know, he had jammed the emergency back door. And they can't open the front door. Um, so they're like, they can't get out. Uh, and eventually they do you know, managed to like wedge the front door open um, and they get out. And then he's like picking them off kind of in this field um, back and forth. Uh, they do get to um, where do they, where do they call the, the farmer guy from the CB? Oh, they found another truck. Oh uh, no, the CB on the bus. One of the, the water boys eventually picks up the CB and, the the farmer and his son actually are within distance now. Okay, the CB. yeah, so 
Right. So, yeah. So the farmer and the son are like, oh, yeah, we'll come and get you. We'll call the cops right now. Um, so, of course, they do not call the cops Correct. and they go there. Um, essentially, the guy's like planning on using them as bait so that he can make sure that the creeper is there um, so that he can fight him to avenge his son. Um, so, yeah, they're all running, you know, like essentially they like all kind of like break apart in all these weird smaller groups and they disappear. And like some of them are never seen again. Correct. Right? It is a lot of them just completely disappear. Um, but yeah, eventually they all kind of, um, well, the one girl, Minxy was her name. I thought it was like the dumbest name I've ever heard. <laughs> Minxy. Yeah. Fake name. Anyway, um, so she ends up, you know, when in her running, she runs into the street and it seems to be a different street, um, but gets in, in the truck uh, with the farmer and the brother and their dog. Yep. Um, and they drive down to where the bus is and they see that, you know, some of the kids have gone back to the bus to ha- try to hide. Um, and the, and the creeper is, you know, trying to get them in the bus because, you know, there's several holes that he has in the roof that, you know, from falling on it or, you know, reaching through and grabbing people through. Um, so he gets there and he's got this giant like harpoon thing that he made out of like a post holer machine. Um, so he shoots the thing with the harpoon and, um, he just kind of flies up and he's like yanking the truck all over the place. It doesn't seem to be doing much. Um, he eventually detaches it, you know, after it like crushes the truck all up. Um, and then he shoots it again through the bus this time. Um, and he hits him um, again. It just kind of flops the truck over. The bus falls over. It tears a hole in the bus and, and gets away. Like nothing is <laughs> really resolved. Um, and so then they're chasing um, again, chasing people through the fields. Um I'm trying to think of who it is. I think it's Minxy because Minxy is the one that who has like these weird psychic visions. Psychic visions, yeah, yeah. But I mean, just out of nowhere, she just has psychic visions, and she saw, she sees Justin Long. Justin Long does come back for a minor cameo here, um, where he's like, you know, on the side of the road, and he's like pointing her in the right direction. Um, and I think he actually tells her about the twenty three twenty three thing um, to kind of like you know reiterate it from the first movie. You know, it's like a psychic has to tell people the background of this character. Um, and so she kind of fills that role. Um, even though that's really all, that's really all that she does. Correct. Um, <laughs> anyway, so yeah, so they're all like, you know, trying to chase this creeper, you know, cause now it's like injured cause he shot it a couple times. Um, so they're like chasing it through this field. Um, and they eventually track it down. And then I, the, the farmer dad, like stabs it again and then stabs it a whole bunch of times. Yeah. Stabs him through the head um, and right. down to the ground. Yeah. Right. And then he's stabbing him a whole bunch of times and it looks like he like kind of like closes up into like a kind of like cocoony type thing. Um, and they basically tell him like, yeah, you didn't defeat him. He just ran out of time. Like his yep. 23 days was over. Um, so that was it. So you're like, you didn't defeat him doing all this stabbing. He just, it just ran out of time. So that was, and then that's, that's literally, it and then they go like 23 years in the future you see like the old man farmer still sitting there with his big harpoon machine aiming at it and it's like literally hanging on a wall bad, they're like bad out of hell yeah bad out of hell and they're like charging people money to come and see it right um so yeah so it, it exists and then you know supposedly they're saying in the next cycle he's ready for it if it if it comes back yep 
Uh, yeah, that's pretty much, yeah. Minxie has the psychic visions that out of nowhere, mm-hmm. uh, pretty strange. But yeah, I mean, at least we got a Justin Long cameo. We had a good tie-in with, with the first one, mm-hmm. right? Um, so what were your first thoughts when you saw this movie? Um, my first thoughts was, uh, I mean, it was just, I don't know, the, the high school thing, just bizarre. The, the, the way that they acted, uh, you know, in the beginning was just weird. I mean, just like a bunch of dudes, like suntanning on a bus roof. Like, I mean, that doesn't ever happen. Like a bunch of dudes going to pee on the side of the road, like, like standing side by side, holding hands like that. That doesn't happen. Um, there's like a lot of them just like had their shirts off for no reasons all the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, whatever. I mean, I guess, I guess it's normally ladies. So I guess, you know, <laughs> it's okay if they do it with men once in a while. I'm not, I'm not upset about that. It was just kind of off putting. <clears throat> um, but I mean, overall it's not, it's not terrible. I mean, I like the, um, the kind of twist that they were like, you know, at least trying to like, you know, put the hunt to the creeper a little bit this time. Right. Um, I mean, of course there was the element of being, you know, defenseless and being hunted by him, which is, you know, what he likes. Uh, but there was also that little bit of, you know, somebody hunting him or at least attempting to. Yeah. Uh, which was interesting. I thought. Yeah. So I definitely saw this one in the theaters. Um, having been out of high school then by, for a year. Um, <laughs> still didn't like the high school element of it, surprisingly. <laughs> right. Um, I thought it was a pretty worthy follow-up for a horror movie because sometimes the second entry and some of these aren't really good. And, you know, they kind of went with like the, you know, the night he came home and was still home type of like Halloween too, even though it was two years later and this was two years later and still the same night, right? They, they kind of followed mm-hmm. that, that uh, platform of it where, you know, you have the, you have the creature or the evil or the big bad hunting you and then the second one you know they kind of get back like there's more knowledge than than some of the people can be more, more knowledgeable even though there's no one the same from the first movie the second movie that would have that knowledge you know just right. the psychic dream exhibition dump again but i thought it was a pretty good successor i i definitely watched one and two together when i watched them uh yeah no i mean two is not it's not a bad movie it's it's not as good as the first one in my eyes but it's not a bad movie. It has a more traditional horror ending where at least they like, you know, that, that, I mean, they do make a point that you didn't actually defeat it. It just ran out of time, but still it is stopped. You know, right. at least it's like not continuing to just do whatever the hell it wanted to. Like in the first one, it was just, you know, it was minorly inconvenienced by the, <laughs> the story and then just went on doing what it was doing. And this one, at least they like, you know, stopped it from doing whatever it wanted to do. And then eventually, stopped right. it completely he, he went sleep um yes right yeah so I mean, I mean at least there was that so this one has more of a, a traditional horror story didn't have quite the bad ending that the first one did um so i don't i don't see it as good as the first one but it's still it's not bad i mean especially as far as horror sequels go it's not bad right um, like i said there's a lot of weird bizarre elements um in it that i find off-putting but again not to the point where i think it's bad so would would this be on the rewatch list as well that you'd like watch both of them together and say in the night to have a Jeepers Creepers night? Um, sure. Yeah, the first <laughs> the first two, the first two, yeah, the other yeah. the first two is is good. I mean, yeah, definitely the first one, but this, yeah, yeah, I can see that. I mean, it definitely seemed like a good conclusion that you know we always tend to get in movies, right? That the big bad's defeated, right? So, right. uh, so. 
Do you want to get into the lore a little bit or you know, the additional um, to the, the ads sure. to the lore that we had? Sure, sure. So in, in this one, um, we add a little bit more to the lore and that he like creates his own weapons, right? Right. Um, so obviously we see the throwing stars. Um, we see several of them um, in the movie. He obviously makes them. Um, he obviously you know makes them from parts of his victims because, like I said, one had a tooth in it. One of them had Justin Long's belly button in it. So, I mean, these are obviously like tools that he made. So it's like, right. a, you know, a lore that he has the skill to do that. There's also that one knife that they kind of prominently showed, which had like that weird kind of like ivory scrimshaw handle. Um, which had, which seemed like it'd be like the way they framed it in there. Like they really focused on it for a good 10, 15 seconds that like it might be like a ancient Mesopotamian type carving that you'd find there like to show how old he is right and it kind of showed like like it looked like vampires like shying away from the sun kind of right was like the carving that was on it um and i thought it was going to be like the key to killing him because i mean when the guy the old farmer guy has that harpoon that knife is literally the tip of the first harpoon right which they recovered Um, the knife was found when his son was Killed. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. When the sun was gone, they found that where the sun disappeared from. Right. So obviously he had dropped it. Um and and they they kind of showed, I mean, in the first movie they he had that axe, right? That yeah. big crazy looking axe. He killed the cop with the axe, and that it only appeared in the one scene he never used it again. Um when they hit him with the car, a bunch of like knives fell out of his pockets <laughs> onto the car. They didn't focus on them. They didn't really show them, but they, I mean, you saw them clunk and you saw them out of focus on the screen, uh, but they didn't really show what they look like. So, I mean, I guess in the first one, they kind of showed that he does use weapons, not just his bare hands. He uses his bare hands for most of the movie, but he does use weapons as well. Um, but yeah, in the second one, they kind of showed that there's a little bit more, into it you know either right. like you know obviously he makes some of his own weapons maybe he carves them and stuff i mean they didn't really go into it but it was just a little bit extra um of the lore there they didn't really add more onto his story i mean you still don't know who or what it is um you know, everybody found out about the 2323 thing again um but i mean other than that you're not really getting more out of it other than you know you know, he has hobbies. Right, right. <laughs> I guess it's, it's basically all, all the more lore you get out of this one is he has hobbies when he's not murdered. For these handmade weapons, he sure just leaves them about a lot, doesn't he? <laughs> right, right. I mean, the throwing stars I kind of get because it looked like he just makes them as a tool. But, like, that knife seemed like, you know, even if he didn't make it, if he still had it from somewhere, it seemed like it was, like, fancy or kind of important, right? Right. Yeah, but he didn't like, seem very like he didn't care that he got shot with a harpoon with it. Like, right, they didn't, they didn't even focus on it at all. It was just there. Right, it's not like the you know, the Kandarian demon from you know Jason goes to hell that was a big focus on all of a sudden that was never in lore before. Yeah, I, I, I can see your point of like the way they focus on it. Maybe it's just another subversion of expectations that we go, oh look, we can use his weapons against them. Mm-hmm. No, you can't. Doesn't, doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, no, I, that was I thought that was odd because it, it, they focused on it. Like I said, in most horror movies, they're like, "Oh, this is the weapon that can finally kill them forever." Um, and then this one, it was just like, "Yeah, we're going to put it on the top of the harpoon, and then we're going to shoot that harpoon, and it's never going to be mentioned again." Right. It's literally that harpoon is gone. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Don't worry about that knife anymore. Right. Okay. Um, and obviously, the Minxie has the the psychic dreams that she just has. Now and it's never seemed like it. She didn't seem phased by it, so it must be a common occurrence for her. We just didn't 
don't know enough about her character or her backstory to know if this was a trait that she had. She didn't. There, there was the scene in the bus where they're like, "Oh, so what? You're like a witch now, or whatever it was." Oh, oh you're like, "Oh, you're like a psychic hotline now." I, I think what yeah. they said, and she's like, "Yeah, I guess so." That was it. Boom. <laughs> Explanation <laughs> over. That was it. Just like, yeah, I guess so. That was done. All right. Were like you? Her eyes were rolled, right. rolled back in her head, right. and now she's psychic. Everybody's just accepting. Did you expect the psychic from the first one to come back? It's the same road, not that far apart. Like, do you think? Do you feel like that she was set up to be the, the hunter, the Doctor Loomis, the sage that might be able to go forward and help hunt this evil? Yeah, I yeah, I did. I mean, honestly, I mean, it really seemed like they were kind of set it up because usually the sequels have some kind of bridge keeping them together, right? right? Like at least one minor character that comes in to like explain to you what's happening, right? Like the whole twenty three twenty three thing. So I was like, it would be very easy for her to come in to explain it again, but no, they just like put it off to this side character that they have like one throwaway line to explain why. And that was it. Done. Was that just another subversion of expectations? Yeah. That we, ex- we always expect the Dr. Loomis, the, the antithesis of the evil, right. To, to be there. And we don't really have it. The terrible child psychologist. Well, yeah. <laughs> oh yes. He's just bad child psychologist. That should yes. be his business. Career. Correct. Um, so what about highlights for you? Um, highlights this one. Um, I mean, I liked, uh, that they kind of went a little more into, you know, like showing like his weapons and showing that there was maybe a little bit more behind it. Right. than just, you know, just a nameless kind of slasher thing. There was some kind of lore there. Obviously we got like basically none of it, but it was, you know, a little bit, a tiny tidbit showing you that, yeah, there's probably more to this. (laughs) There's probably more behind this, you know, these weapons and this, you know, ancient stuff, but, um, we're not going to give you any more, but I mean, I thought that was, that was interesting. I mean, that was that was the part that I liked the most, I would say. Right. Um, you know, they they kind of showed what happens. Like, you know, okay, he gets, how do you, if your head's taken off, how do you regenerate a head? How do you eat the head or the person to regenerate the head if your head's partially destroyed? Like you said 30% of his head was destroyed, um, but his mouth was still there and he was able to do it. And we see him rip off his own head. And then the head come up from his stomach briefly, briefly show the head of the kid that he got it from and then changes back into the creeper face. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, at that point, what do you like, what would you do? Like, I'd be like, Oh shit. And he literally ripped his, they say that he ripped his head off. Like, what do you do after that? You know, like how, how do you go? This is, he's more, he he takes more damage than any other icon I think we've ever seen. Quite honestly, in two movies. Yeah, I mean that's fair. Um, but I, you know I like it. I, I like the hints at the lore. Um, you know I I like that you kind of it was almost a standalone movie though in itself too because you didn't really know who Justin's long character was. It's not any different than having the very first you know uh, standalone movie in a new franchise that you have visions of specters of the past and you don't know anything about them. So that could have been easily the idea of that. Just someone previous, not much lore other than we, you know, we got to see his rose tattoo around his belly button. We see it on the handle. So we connect it, but kind of stands alone in itself too. Yeah. I mean, if you didn't see the first movie, 
I don't know if you would. I mean, you'd still be able to put together the rose belly button thing because they did like he had a hole in his shirt. So you right. got to see that. So I mean, you'd be able to put that together. But like as far as like he's a dead victim, I don't think he would have got that. Well, I guess I guess he would have because well, how else we get a skin? Right. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, maybe it's just, yeah, if you get if you watch the first one, it's a little bit more, you know, juice yeah. behind it. Uh, what about any low points for for you? Uh, low points is just the high school kid stuff, man. <laughs> it was just, I don't know. There was like disturbing. There was like, just like this weird borderline, like racism stuff. There was like just a weird, you know, sunbathing on the roof and peeing together. And like, it was just, I don't know. That's the, it's just off putting. Well, and then I, just, and, I didn't like it. And then, yeah, with racism that, with Izzy, you know, homophobia there too. Right. It was just like, yeah, they tried to portray the high school experience and i think they did it poorly yes agreed <laughs> agreed very much so um you know maybe it, i didn't play sports in high school <laughs> maybe it was that way of the jocks in high school i don't know i didn't i didn't <laughs> either buddy i don't know <laughs> maybe i mean hey we should get a consultant a jack consultant could come in here and tell us if that's how it really was or not but i'm just gonna go out on a limb and say it was not right um a low point for me was there was not a lot of humor, but more humor to it. Like, um, especially with him being creepy and, and licking the window, like that has nothing to do with fear. That was put in there for laughs. You know what I mean? Like, you know, him, you know, you know, his weird third nostril on top of his nose that he had to smell people. Yeah, I don't know what the, I don't know what that is about. Right. You know, um, and then him pointing to people and then no wigging his finger around and then creepily licking that that had nothing to do with fear. I think him crashing into the bus had to do with fear um, a lot. But now, correct me if I'm wrong. This may be a low point in, in my mind. Is okay. You have the emergency door on the back of the bus. Mm-hmm. You have the sliding door that's on the front of the bus that slides inside. Yeah. What about the emergency windows on the side? Yeah, yeah. They always have those too. Right. They didn't even mention or try to get out those windows. Nope. <laughs> yeah, no, I was I thought about that too. Well, not only that, but like the emergency exit in the back of the bus, like what they said like, oh, he jammed it because they showed like one screw falling out. Like one screw falling out would not keep it closed. Correct. <laughs> A screw falling out would, if anything, help it open. I mean, it's not gonna like stop it from opening by whatever. I mean, they said he jammed it, but I, I how do you jam an emergency door? Right. I mean, that doesn't make any sense. Right. But yeah, I, um, I, I for sure. I'm just on the rewatch. I'm going. Where are the windows? Like the emergency windows. There's always ones in the middle of the bus, each side. Yep, that should have been. If the windows were shattered, and they were, surely those kids could have gotten out of the windows. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, and again, they showed that there's a giant hole in the top of the bus, right? <laughs> That they could have gotten out because people came in and out of that hole multiple times during the movie. Now, how they did that, I don't know. Maybe they yeah, again, but they did. So obviously, you could have just used that to get out. Right. I don't. Whatever. All right. So uh, I'll go first on this rating for this one. Um, for you know, rating the first one as an eight. Uh, this wasn't that bad, especially for a sequel. You know, I'd probably give this one uh, seven Creeper Throne Stars out of ten. 
Um, yeah, I mean, that's fair. I mean, I would, I would, yeah, I'd probably be in the same boat. Seven, seven creeper throwing stars out of 10 for me too. All right. Not as, not as good as the first one, but yeah, I mean, there's, there's some interesting things there. There's some weird off-putting things there, but it's, that's not enough to push it too much lower. It's not, um, yeah, it's not bad. Yeah. It's, like I said, it's a pretty solid second entry into the franchise, which said usually falter a little bit, you know, um, so let's go on to Jeepers Creepers 3, which came out a whopping 14 years later in yeah. 2017. Um, so how do you even describe the plot in this one? <laughs> the pl- <laughs> this, is where, this is where the plots start getting a little messy. Uh, right. <laughs> um, kind of just we see a we open up, we, we see a um we start off with the young lady, right? On the farm with the grandma. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I don't remember her name because it's generic young girl number four, whatever, right? Um, she, Addie. Addie. Addie, Addie, Addie yeah. Addison. 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 Yeah. They call her Addie. Yeah. Um, and she's kind of, kind of wakes up and she sees like the, the, you know, the dawn, right? You know, dawn, right? She sees her grandma having a conversation out in the field. And we see the grandma, and we've seen her. She's been some Rob Zombie stuff um, since, or before then, too. Um, just She's been in a lot yeah. of stuff, even older, yeah. like 80s stuff, 70s stuff. Yeah. Um, we see her talking to her son, you know, warning her that, you know, that she's by a certain part on the farm. You know, he, you know, the son's going, you don't want to this up. You don't know why you don't want to know why I buried this here. Just leave well enough alone, right? And having a conversation for what maybe five ish minutes. Um, but when you see her granddaughter looking at her, she's by herself. We go, uh, you know, pretty interesting. Why is she talking to herself? Maybe she didn't see who you'd assume would be her, her dad, right? So um, we get that scene, and then we kind of go, you know, get some farm life going on there, and grandma, you know, kind of digging up uh, the spot. I believe that's the order of the sequences. Um, then we... I think, uh, the police station. Yeah, we get to the police station, um, yeah. and we find out that this night, that this time at the police station, is the very same night from the police station scene in Jeepers Creepers 1. I'm pretty sure it's the same guy playing the same cop as well. You know, we see him arriving with all this riot gear. We see the truck at the police station, which was missing from Creepers Jeepers Creepers 2, he was flying around at yeah. that point, <laughs> right. instead of taking his truck. Um, so the cops are preparing, you know, cops are getting killed. They start investigating uh, the Creepers truck, and all of a sudden it has a whole bunch of buoy traps in there. It has you know, metal spikes that come out from the back. They see some bodies in there. They're like, oh, we gotta take this impound. It has a harpoon gun shooting out the exhaust pipe coming out <laughs> of it, which is amazing at that, <laughs> that point. <laughs> um, right, and you're like, hey, we gotta take this impound, and then suddenly we have this other the sheriff show up with a, a posse of people wearing like almost like a skull with wings coming out of the back of the head. Like, oh, are these people, you know, they seem to know who they are. Um, versus the sheriff is like, I know who this is. I have the background. These people have all been wronged by the creeper, and they're here for revenge. We're here to help you, and they start. They're talking, trying to figure this stuff out, and they realize like the the truck's been impounded. And it's on a tow truck. It's just a tow truck 
magically appears and took the truck away without anyone noticing, really. Um, and then they have to be like, oh, we got to stop it. He's going to go after the truck. You see the tow truck. You know, this is weird. Uh, the creeper comes along, um, takes out his glorious axe, takes, you know, cuts through the chains. And his car kind of rolls off and he's kind of has uh, ego from Guardians of the Galaxy 2. He's literally standing on top of his truck while it's kind of going, driving it. Right, if you will. Yeah, they, they kind of like weirdly insinuate that it has like its own will or something. Right. Um, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's something like that. But also, okay, it's on a flatbed tow truck, mm-hmm. right? Now, the tow truck, the flatbed never moves. Correct. But when you watch it, you watch it through the back window, it gently rolls down yep. and lands on the ground. So there, there should have been a huge drop off of like a what, like a four foot drop off yes. when you go from like the end of it down. I mean, so yeah, that was right. Yeah, so continuity error. I found one. Yeah, there you go. Um, so he realized, okay, now he has his truck. Now he's going to be start wreaking havoc. We we know this is taking place kind of in that same night, even though it's we don't have any existing characters other than the cop at this point in time that's carried on from the first movie. And as an aside, that cop has the worst hair plugs I think I've ever seen. <laughs> yes. And it, it, it looks ridiculous. It's like, dude, you, should, you just had him wear a hat the whole movie. Right. I mean, it looks bad. Yeah. Anyway. All right. So then we go back to the farm. We see the grandma digging up uh, the hand that we found out is part of, like, the creeper's hand. Like, her son had it. Uh, sorry. We very first thing is someone flashing back to something that happened 23 years prior. Um, and you see the creeper, and the hand drops down. It turns out that was her son that took the hand, buried it, and we find out that her son is dead, that she's talking to her dead son as a vision. And we see like it was spine removed or something like that. Um, and she unwraps the hand, she hold, touches the hand, and she goes into a hypnotic trance, and she floats with like the hand holding onto her hand, pulling her up in the air, and she has some vision some clarity of something right she realized it's really ancient that's really evil um and the sheriff and the cop also come along and the sheriff does the same thing right he touches the hand to get more insight into something he's been hunting other people want to do it they don't do it um they kind of are standoffish with that um meanwhile addy goes and you know doing running some errands with buddy i believe his name um, goes back to like his farm or hay, and they see a whole bunch of people hiding under trucks. Buddy Hook Buddy is Hook. his name. Buddy Hook. <laughs> <laughs> Buddy Buddy Hook but, is his full name. Buddy Hook. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I remember it because it sounded very stupid, right? So they're like, "What's going on here?" And you, you hear like, "Oh, there's something up there." He's got a couple of guys, and like his dad's kind of under a truck whispering. They're like, "What?" And starts making a whole bunch of noise, telling them to stop. Um, and then, you know, the sheriff comes, he almost what, comes with like, uh, oh no, no, sorry. They're, they're financing. They realize they're trying to fight the truck and realize like the truck's bulletproof that they can't do any damage to the truck. Just like you can't do any damage to the creeper. The, the, the truck has the same supernatural elements as the creeper. And they brought like a machine gun or like one of those, what, uh, what kind of Gatlin guns? They, they, they called it a Vulcan cannon, a Vulcan which cannon. is made up bullshit. But again, it's like a spinning barrel type gun, right? 
Right. And the whole, you know, you understand why they have spinning barrels on those guns, right? So throw the bullets away, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's they have spinning barrels like that because if you shot that many bullets out of one barrel, it would overheat and melt. Okay. You can't shoot that many bullets through a single barrel. It'll literally fall over and you won't be able to shoot anymore because it'll bend and it'll blow up. Um, so they spin the barrels, you know, so that, and it's timed perfectly so that the bullet fires when the, when the barrel passes in front of the chamber. So like you have, let's say you have 10 spinning barrels. You're not shooting 10 bullets at a time, right? You're only shooting one at a time, but you're shooting every time that barrel passes the chamber, you're shooting one bullet. Now this movie showed them all firing at the same time correct? because again, they don't understand how guns work. Right. Um, that, that is that really upset me. That was very <laughs> stupid. I mean, I'll get into yeah. it later. I'll get into it. Later. Um. So yeah, they realize they can't do any damage to the truck. You know, some they they shoot it, and bounces mm-hmm. off, and kills some of those people who are now this part of this elite task force that are here with the sheriff. Um. You know, now now they know what's going on there. You know the. the uh, the creeper at the farm with Buddy Hook and his dad realizes that they want he wants Addy. There's something about Addy that he wants. You don't know what. No, really, never really specified on, on things for the most part. Um, so you know they're trying to run hide in the barn field, and then the sheriff comes with this gun that he realized couldn't do anything to the truck. He starts you know with the sheriff and the cop. The cops, you know, this great marksman, right? He's trying to damage the creeper at this point in time. Um, and then, like, the creeper starts, you know, flying at, and this, he's in the sky, flying at the sheriff who's using this gun. Uh, and he gets pretty much just chopped in half at that point, right? The, the great arch rival of the creeper, pretty killed, you know, a lot <laughs> easily, right? Um, and then, uh, you know, they're realizing this is this is going on, um, and you know, the creeper eventually finds out that they had his hand, like he was able to kind of sense it, and, um, you know, they're like, "Oh, we know what you are now," and that's kind of how he gets defeated. He just shouts in rage whole bunch of crows die around him and that's how he's defeated is they know what he is yeah that's just like <laughs> that's just the end right At- i mean it was like it's it's a bizarre ending because like that happens and then the girl that was running away and like you know her boyfriend and her grandma are like let's go rescue her and then they just find her on the side of the road right there was no like there was no adventure to get her back. They just found her like yeah. oh, oh okay. They're okay. Get in yeah, the truck. Yeah, yeah. Um and so they have kind of like a, a, a post creds thing of this, right? You go, Hey, it's right, they're picking me up here. What do you mean they're picking you up here? It's okay, it's along the way. They don't care. It's it's Addy and Buddy Hook um talking about it. And he puts on a Lernsman jacket. And gets onto the bus, and you realize that this is really between this was the same, you know, kind of started the morning of the first one, uh, with the night being at the police station, and this led up into the second Jeepers Creepers with the bus with with Buddy boarding that bus. We're like, all right, they're doing their chant, 
So this takes place, it's a sequel, but it's a prequel and a sequel. Sequel to the first one, prequel to the second one. <laughs> yeah, again, it that makes no sense. <laughs> I'm sorry <laughs> to say. It makes zero sense because obviously no one on that bus knew what that monster was or what was happening. I know that kid had first-hand experience of what that monster is and what it does. Yes. So that makes no sense. I don't know why he would even bother doing it. It's the same writer-director that did all three of these movies. Correct. So it's not like somebody else like misunderstood what he was saying or like threw their own kind of thing in there. No, it was the same guy. Yeah. So he should have been able to like check his own work. Right. The movies exist. Yes. So that's kind of your first thought of this. Of this thing. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of thoughts <laughs> that I have with this one. It's I don't know. It's like they, they took like one step forward and then two steps back. I felt with this movie. Um, I mean, they they introduced some more interesting things but they also like took two steps back by making those things ridiculous right you know and it's like i get like i yeah you're adding interesting things but then you're making these interesting things just stupid and it's and it's <laughs> that just really upset me i mean i, I was I'll, I'll get more into yeah. that when we get to that <laughs> point. but that was basically the thing it's just again i felt like it took one step forward and two steps back now was this your first time watching this Yes. Okay. It was not my first time. This is only my second <laughs> time. And you say only second time. It's been out for five years. I've only seen it twice now because <laughs> this is not on my rewatch list. No. In the slightest. No, it should not be. In, nope. in the slightest. Uh, so I didn't catch anything new. I didn't really want to rewatch this one <laughs> for this, <laughs> but we had to to get you know the complete lore of this all. But let's get into that lore right. a little bit, right? Um, right. So yeah, this one, they, they introduced, a, well, his truck comes back, right. right? Um, and this is the first movie where we find out that he has booby traps in his truck. Yep. And boy, oh boy, do they really stress these booby traps in this truck? It's like in like, I mean, I don't know, five or six different scenes yep. revolve around booby traps in this stupid truck. Um, so they got like, he's got like the spike gate in the back. He's got a spike under the seat. In the front, um, I mean, he's got like what these little like roller ball things, yeah, that explode. Yep. Um, but somehow those roller ball things have like their own will. Yep. Like they can stop and turn and aim themselves, and st- I mean, I don't under I don't get it. That that was just stupid to me. But that they, they can do that. He's got the harpoon that shoots out of the freaking tailgate. Yeah. Supply. Yeah. Um. I mean, yeah, we're going to that. He's got, like, all these new weapons, right? He's got that one spear that he throws that's, like, obviously very intricately carved. It looks very old. Right. Um, but it, it's kind of similar to that scrimshaw dagger that he had in the second one. Um, so is the harpoon that comes out of the exhaust bed. It's got, like, this long, like, scrimshaw, like, fancy carved handle on it. Right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, again, they go more into, like, you know, you know yeah, he's got, you know, hobbies where he tinkers makes his own weapons and kind of thing but again they made him some of them they made him just really stupid which with, i don't I didn't understand all why. free time he has right yeah but again like <laughs> the, the truck like drove itself when yep. he was on top of it i mean it's again they never alluded to the fact that like this truck was sentient before <laughs> they never alluded to the fact that like his weapons or whatever were their own beings i mean that's what they're acting like it's just it's bizarre. Well, do you, it's, do you think the lore was that 
everything that he has is an extension of himself. I mean, that's possible, but then, like, you look at all the stuff hanging up in the truck, it was just a bunch of pitchforks and and knives and, like, paint scrapers. I mean, it was just, but right. that stuff, like, I'm sure he used it at some point. That stuff didn't look like it had it. Right. I'm wondering, it. because, you know, kind of also part of the lore they established was he was able to sense his old hand from 23 years ago, which he never seemed to care about his old body parts. Like no, I mean especially considering he <laughs> tore off his own head and threw it away, right? Like, and, and, yeah, I don't and know. then all of a sudden that they're they're able to grab a piece of him and then understand him, which did nothing. We don't see what they saw; they just went right. to I mean, catatonic state, and then what? We don't we don't really know. So they tried expanding the lore, telling us zero of it. Yeah, yeah, and again, I mean. Th- that's interesting if it's going in a, in a direction if you know where it's going but again knowing how the rest of this movie treated the kind of stuff that was going on i know they didn't have a purpose or a path to follow to make that make sense they just put it in there as you know little nuggets to, to keep you interested and to be fair that part was fine with me it was the rest of the stupid stuff that was not right you know like the sentient truck that can somehow like defend itself it was like you know the batmobile in like the 1989 <laughs> where he puts it in like defense mode or whatever that right. was where it like fights people by itself it was like that right it's just very stupid now I, like i said i this is what i'm thinking about this thing about maybe like the intricately carved stuff is parts of his old body and i can see him maybe having like a hive mind with it not with a truck but with the other stuff that might be made from parts of him. I'm in my head, maybe that's what they are. They're just parts of him because he's able to like sense them. And let's face it, when he chopped the sheriff in half with his axe, he was still in the sky and called his axe back to him by sheer willpower, like Thor yeah. with me right. on here. And like, yeah. I'm like, what just what happened? On there, right. I'm like, what just right. happened? What did I see? Again, it's like, I really feel like in this one, like, I don't know, he felt like, I, I think he could feel like he wasn't going to be able to make anymore. Yeah. And he just decided to marry Sue the shit out of the creeper. Oh, yeah. He just decided to give the creeper all the powers he can possibly think of to make it even more invincible and badass, is I think what happened. So he gave him, like, this, you know, sentient, like, Batmobile truck. And now he has, like, you know, telekinetic powers, you know, to be able to guide his weapons and shit, you know, like I, whatever. I don't know what the hell was going on in half this stuff. Right. But, like I so said, I can yeah. see it if it was a part of him, part of a hive mind. I could I could go with that if that was ever explained to be the case with that. I, I can take that part of it. Um now weirdly we still have kind of psychicness with the grandma who's able to see her dead son. And once again the the psychic aspect aspect of it is kind of coming into play right there's there's psychic links that people have in this world on top of the creeper right uh i don't understand the purpose of the grandma being able to do that other than maybe she had it 23 years ago but to talk to her dead son and see visions of him and communicate with him other than the hand getting the hand not much of a purpose like this was no this, right. was, this was no expedition dump. I can see them holding onto the hand and having like a fuzzy montage of things in the past. Like if we were able to see what they saw, I can see that be the expedition dump that we normally would get. But we got zero. And and the lore was he just 
you know, stop chasing him because they knew what he was. But then the next night, he's going after the school, school bus. Like, they didn't have anything to do with that. They got that knowledge. It didn't do anything for him. So why did he ever stop going after them? Yeah. And you'd think if, like, you know, it's like, you know, small town, rural America, right? Right. Like, if, like, I don't know, 50 to 100 people got murdered in your town, do you really think your high school team would be going to play a game? Right. No. You know what I mean? Like, the next day? I mean, come on. There's no way in hell that would ever happen. Correct. I mean, whenever a big event happens in a small town, this shit shuts down for like a month. Right, because everyone's a suspect. Right. So, yeah, there's there's so many things that just don't (laughs) make sense in this movie, but yeah. So, highlights. Do you, are there any highlights for you in this movie? Okay. Now, like I said, the highlight is, it's that double-edged sword that I talked about earlier, is they they take the one step forward and two steps back with his, like, uh, his weapons and stuff. Like I said, that was the thing I liked about the second one, is they gave you a little bit of, like, okay, you know, there's more to them, right? Um, And then this one, they do the same thing. There's some some interesting elements there. But, again, they took those two steps back and made them stupid. But there is still, I would say, that one step forward that they took is probably the best part of this movie. I know that isn't saying much, but I really feel like that's the best part of this movie is that is that little bit of of extra lore that we get. Right. I mean, for a highlight, yeah, I I would I would absolutely have to agree with you on that. For a highlight, there's not much going for this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, they like he didn't need to be overpowered more so than what he already was. He was already pretty invincible. Um, let's get into low points. I'm going to go first on that one. The biggest low point for me was, you know, the need to tie this into one and two. It didn't have to be. It didn't have to take place also in 2001. Um, I don't think it did any justice. I don't think there was any purpose for it. It didn't need to tie anything. Like, we're pulling in a Final Destination, what, five with this? That it all brings back to the first one. At that point, um, low point also was just the sheriff, right? He was supposed to be this hunter that knew all knew his enemy, right? He knew all the stuff, and his elite force was just garbage. And I know that happens a lot in horror movies or action movies. Uh, but once again, we had, you know, I'd say a subversion of expectations where we get the, uh, was it Duke in Jason Goes to Hell? that knew all about the Voorhees and, you know, ends up dying anyway. We kind of had that with the sheriff. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it was like, yeah, that entire team, they all just died. I think the only guy that survived was hair. Right. Um, and then kind of low point, last low point would be him shouting in anger or frustration and then killing all the crows around him. And just as air quotes, defeat at the end of this movie. Right. What about low points? Yeah, it wasn't it was a defeat. He was just like I think he was just pissed off. Yeah. What about low points for you? Um low points of this movie, number one, is the effects are terrible. <laughs> I mean, terrible. I mean again, uh, you know, my grape, I talked about that gun earlier. That's not how those guns fire. It just is a huge miss to show all the barrels shooting at once. It's just, you know, ignorance, stupidity. It just doesn't make any sense. And it's all CGI. They're not 
actually shooting anything. It's all CGI. And the CGI is horrible. They show like explosions when those stupid little spike globes come out of the, the super truck, right? Yep. And they blow up. That's like the worst explosion effects I've ever seen. I think like the default Apple movie stuff is better than that. <laughs> it was horrible. Like they showed like crows sometimes, like the one crow that landed on the railing that they kind of did like a close up to. That CGI was so stiff and rough. I mean, you could tell that thing was a CGI from like halfway across the room. For a 2017 was, movie? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was horrible. The point, like, he doesn't really, I mean, he flies in this movie, but they don't show him flying, I think, because they didn't have the money to show that effect. But the one time they did show his wings come out, they were CGI. It was so bad that they were literally stuck on the frame. Yeah. So, like, there's things moving around him, and the wings stayed in place. They were, like, some of the worst effects I have ever seen. You're talking about his, his like, downhill pursuit to the sheriff shooting him with the gun? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, those wings came out, and they were literally frozen in place for multiple frames to where the rest of the body was moving, <laughs> and things were moving in the background, and those wings stayed exactly in place. They never moved. Correct. So, like, he didn't have enough money to animate the wings just to put them there. Right. Um, yeah, those effects, they were so, so bad. Um, that was, I think, that was the, by far the, the thing that distracted me the most with this movie. Um, but, I, I mean, again, it was just those stupid missteps with, you know, the lore, like making the truck, like, sentient, right. you know? Just, it's just so stupid to me. Like, this fucking harpoon that shot out of the exhaust pipe that can somehow, like, aim, like, it hit the kid on the dirt bike, like, a mile away. Correct. Like, how, what? <laughs> how is that possible? Like, it can only shoot one straight direction. The truck didn't move. Correct. Uh, I mean, it just, and then it has like a, a winch to like rewind it somehow. I mean, there's so many dumb things. I mean, it, ex- it explains why he doesn't have to do upkeep on the truck because it does it itself. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, it's like a transformer and just rebuilds itself. All right. Yeah, I don't under I don't understand. Yeah. But yeah, that's that would be that's the worst for me. The, the effects are just terrible. Well, it takes place in two thousand one, so we have two thousand one yeah. effects. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. So dare I ask, number creeper throwing stars out of ten in this one? Because uh, this one I will give. I was going to give it lower, but. The next one on the list <laughs> made it shine just a little bit more. So I'm going to say this one has, uh, I'm going to give it four out of ten great for throwing stars. It was originally going to be a three, but oh, again, God. because the other one is bad enough to lift it up that one more number, it gets a three. I'm going to three. I'm sticking with yeah. three for me. Yeah. That was, that's like I said, it's, it's number three and deserves three. That's, that's as far as I can I can go with that. Like, it's just... I can't rewatch it again. I don't think I can. Unless it's a yeah. Rift Tracks or MST3K. Uh, right. It's that bad. Yeah, I mean, I had to focus hard to not just start doing something else. While the, <laughs> you know, because that's what I do. When I'm watching a movie that I don't like, I just start doing something else. And I was, I have a stack of books on my coffee table, and I was staring at them the whole time. Like, I just want to start looking through these books. But yeah, I, I didn't. I focused on the movie, and I'm not really happy. That yeah, I, I was. I was gonna. I started watching it uh, last night about ten o'clock, and I was getting ready for bed. And, and the wife's like, 
you can continue watching. I'm like, I'm just gonna go to sleep if we're in bed watching James. I'm just gonna go to sleep and forget about it completely. So I'm like, no, I gotta right. turn it off, pick it up this morning, and sit down and just watch it. Like I yeah. went into my office and watched it on my computer just because I couldn't be in a room with like with the birds or the dog or anything else to distract me. Not like my office doesn't have lots of distractions anyway. But I'm like right. headphones on. I'm not focusing on anything else. I got another sixty minutes of this crap <laughs> to get through. Oh man, it's so rough. Yeah, I had, to, I had to I had to stop halfway through and go walk the dog because I had to like I had to keep myself awake. <laughs> I like I was having a hard time staying awake. Oh man. Um but yeah. okay, so the next movie is uh, Jeepers Creepers Reborn, which is uh, not the same writer and director as the first three. It's uh, some some new folks, um, and uh, yeah, it's <laughs> so, the start of the start of a new trilogy. Start, this, start of a new trilogy, right? Here's the here's here's the start of this movie. I got about mm, ten minutes into the movie. Before I had to pause it and go get a drink <laughs> to like to try to make this movie better. Like that's okay. I'm going to just start with that. Anyway, so the plot for this movie is um, the very, very beginning is essentially um, like a weird retelling of the first movie, like the very first part of the first movie with them driving past the church yep. and the bodies being thrown in the thing, but like done with like two older people, yes. right? Like elderly, like senior citizens. Um, and it, the acting is atrocious. And I was like, is the whole movie going to be like this? Um, and then you find out later that it was like, he was watching like a reenactment on like an unsolved mysteries thing. Right. right? Like, okay. So it's not going to be that bad. Now he's in a car with his girlfriend. Um, uh, his name is Chase, and I think her name is Lane. Yeah, Lane. Yep. Okay, so I think I think the guy is just a big porn fan. Chasey Lane. And he likes yep. Chasey Lane, <laughs> and so he named one person Chase and one person Lane. Yep. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so like, yeah, they decide they're they're going to like. Um. It sounds like they're going away for a romantic weekend, and you find out as you're going along, it's not what it is at all. Or a hound. Um. Yeah. Right. But at this point, this is when I realized, oh, no, the acting just is this bad in this yep. movie. And that's when I had to pause it and go get a drink. You're expecting, you're so expecting a guy with a trench coat to come out. <laughs> These scenes. <laughs> right. It was. Oh, man. OK. So they're you know, you think they're going on this romantic weekend thing and it turns out they're not. He's bringing her to like this middle of nowhere um, horror convention. Yep. Right. That's what it seems like. It's called like horror, horror house in Louisiana. Yeah, in Louisiana. They, they do actually mention where they are. Yes. Um, so, yeah, so they're going to this horror convention. I, I really, I feel bad for her. Like, he just seems like a guy who does not give a shit what she wants at yes. all. And is just planning everything that he wants to do and just assuming that she's going to go along with it. Because it really, she's like resistant to just about everything that he suggests. And he just convinces her to do it anyway. Yes. So like she's in a bad relationship and I feel bad because then she's pregnant, yep. right? It's like one of the first things you find out she's pregnant. I'm like, great. She's pregnant with this guy that just sucks. And right? what's he going to, and then you find yeah, out, what's he going to do? Yeah. And then now he's going to propose to her. I'm like, Oh, this is the, the start of a horrible relationship. <laughs> like this needs to stop. Like I was like, 
I hope the creeper comes in and kills one of them like fast because I don't want to. This is hurting me. Yeah. Um, so they're you know they're driving. They get to the you know they get lost in the middle of nowhere, of course. Um, so they go off in this weird like voodoo store to ask for directions. Um, and they get directions, and then um, the the girlfriend gets like a weird vision from the lady. Like some kind of weird, it's like some kind of weird like cult gathering, right? That's all you really. She get touches out. the map, or, or she touches the map, or touches, she touches the lady. Touches the lady. Touches the lady. Yeah, touches the, yeah. Well, she goes to grab map, the map, right. but of course she like weirdly touches her hands. I don't whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't make sense why it happens. It's just this is what happens. Yes. Um. So she gets this weird vision of like cult people, but that's it, and they leave. Um. They go to this like very lavish, extravagant oh. hotel oh, huh. in the middle of. Nowhere. One thing first yeah. though is the the store owner after the leave call somebody oh yeah and yeah, says yeah. she she pulls out like this hotline phone yeah she's we got what one bird in the oven or something like that some, yeah, something like that she's yeah, yeah. like one bird in the in the nest yeah. or some yeah. stupid shit whatever okay go on um so they they go to this like lavish hotel in the middle of nowhere um and again i just feel so bad for her because he's like you know she's like oh what's what are we gonna do and he's like Oh, I know what we're gonna do. And he starts pulling out all this cosplay stuff. And he's like, I figured we'd do some cosplay. And I'm like, okay, you know, maybe they're into that kind of thing. And she's like, immediately, no. <laughs> right? It's like not even like, oh, come on. No, it's like she's like, no, like this is not happening. Right. And he just like, oh, well, I really, I just really kind of want to. So he starts whining and crying. And then finally, finally she's like, okay, fine. Right. So she grabs all the stuff, goes in the other room. I thought he was gonna do it too. No. He sits in the chair and puts his feet up and then turns on the TV. Like, I expected him to crack a beer, right? Yeah. I mean, just like your typical chauvinistic <laughs> dickhead. And so she's like, there's this montage where she's like getting dressed up in all these different cosplay things. He's like, oh, yeah, that's great. Never gets up off his ass. Just watching TV the whole time. I was like, I feel so bad for her in this situation. Well, she just anyway. think that her girlfriends of the 80s montage dressing, like, just shaking their heads. No. Right. Right. It was... Yeah, so then, uh, like, okay, she does, like, the sexy Freddy Krueger, and she did, like, the Harley Quinn, uh, and then she decides on this last one. I don't even know what she was supposed to be. Do you know what she was supposed to be? She reminds me of, uh, crap, what's her name, from Orphan, an orphan first kill. She reminds me of the little girl from Orphan. Yeah, but then she'd have pigtails. She didn't have pigtails. She had, like, weird slicked back hair. Yeah. And then, like, a white dress with, like, black stripes on it. I was like, I don't know where this is I from. Could, I just like, warns from Warfin. Um, he also missed the sexy Edward Scissorhands. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I did forget about the sexy Edward Scissorhands. <laughs> um, but, yeah. But I just, I just could not believe the dude was just sitting there. Like, like it was his idea. And he just sitting. Hey, anyway, it was so in scary. fairness, he gets blown afterwards, too. <laughs> <laughs> of course he does. I mean. He's that kind of asshole. Right. Anyway, I, mean, I don't know why she's like staying with the dude. She should have just been like, go under your fucking horror convention by yourself. You and kid. what was he going to wear? <laughs> His, the same shit he came in a with. A shirt. He had, was literally he had, a, shirt. He had a shirt on. Yeah, that was the shirt he was already wearing. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> like, what a dick. You know, and she's asking him like, oh, what are you going to wear? Like, I was like, okay, now we're going to get him dressing up, right? Nope. nope. No, I'm wearing a shirt. Let's go. You know, I was like, oh, this guy is ridiculous. So they get they get to this like horror convention, which is unlike any horror convention I've ever been to. I've been to a few and they don't have like DJs with like playing like 
<laughs> like DJs play like what was it uh like trip hop yeah and like dubstep and I'm like the no this is not this is not any horror with real vinyls as a good DJ has <laughs> okay no 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 you you're uh, missing the best okay. part playing music they're all partying and stuff right and then like yeah well this is later yeah. on but i'm gonna bring it up now um you know something something happens to like knock out it's looked like the power yeah. but the power was still on and then he goes oh no the wi-fi's out and the music stops what kind of idiot is streaming music as a dj <laughs> at least download it to your device first jesus christ it's 2022 what an idiot <laughs> yeah and then he goes don't worry i have a backup vinyl he puts on the vinyl it's literally the same fucking song right. that's already playing <laughs> it's not even a different song and it's every time they show the people partying it's the same song yep. playing so they could only afford one party dubstep song and they just kept playing it over and over and over yep. anyway there's like how many people at this convention like 50 yeah there's there's not a lot of people even when they're supposed to be like in a big crowd it's like it looks like it's sparse yeah. I and mean, it looks like there's 20 people there yeah i would say like in total there's maybe 50 people at this giant horror convention yep um so anyway yeah they're getting there and the guy is doing his typical shit where he's like you know going up and buying a chicken leg and she's like oh what do i get and he's like oh you can go get some fries or you know what i mean just the guy is just an ass <laughs> um so like they're going around and he's doing whatever the hell he wants and she's just kind of tagging along, um, and they go to what like this this uh, it's kind of like instead of like to throw the baseball at the milk cartons, it's like a sharp throw sharp the, objects. Right. Yeah. Well, it's called sharp attack. Sharp attack. Was yeah. The name yeah, that's it. But it was they're throwing creeper throwing stars at like a mannequin. Yep. Right. Um, so, you know, he throws them and, you know, of course he misses. Um, and then she throws them. Of course, she's like dead on. Right. You know, perfect aim. Yeah. So. <laughs> so anyway, so they go back and, and of course, they they, uh, they there's this weird scene where they show the backstage where the, the lady that was at the voodoo shop is now like, um, you know, one of the runner, the people that run this horror convention. And so she goes in the back and she goes in like the lottery raffle thing. She dumps out all the names and she puts in her own names. Yeah. Um, and then she goes out there. Um, somebody. Oh, yeah. The creeper is back at this point. Like they show him like crawling out of the ground. Um, and at first they show him crawling out of the ground. And I was like, these are the worst effects I've ever seen. I can literally see the person moving underneath these prosthetics. Yes. <laughs> it was so bad but then like actually he like broke out of the cocoon thing it was supposed to be like that because it was supposed to be like he was molting or something yeah. um but even after he molted they were still horrible yes. effects so it was like horrible effects breaking out of even worse effects so it was like yeah you should have had another cocoon you break out <laughs> and having like some decent effects because you look like shit um so anyway so uh, the creeper is back at this point. The creeper has his old truck. Uh, this is the same truck as from the first three. It's not the same creeper. He doesn't look the same. No. I mean, he looks similar, but he does not look the same at all. It's a totally different feature. Yes. Um, and yeah, and, and then, like, yeah, he finds his truck and then he finds a scarecrow and he puts on the scarecrow outfit. So he looks exactly the same as, as the guy from the, the first three. He's got the trench coat and the hat. Right. Um, then he kills one of the people um, that run the festival. They don't really show it happening. They show him like running in the forest and then they show like a generic kind of like he gets hooked, like gets hung up on a tree yeah. or something, then a meat hook or some shit. 
Um, and then that's it. But then, they, okay, so now they, they then they go to this big raffle. And like I said, the big raffle where everybody's supposed to be in the same room. There's never more than like 20 people on the camera at one time. <laughs> so it looks like there's only like 50 people total at this whole event. Anyway, so of course, they call out the number. And of course, it's them that win because the lady rigged it. Right. You know? So they're the bird in the nest or whatever she said earlier. Yeah. Um, so, and their prize is they win a, uh, escape room creeper, like, yeah, a creeper themed escape room thing. Right. Yep. And you leave immediately, which doesn't make any sense. Like if you win a prize, <laughs> like you can't just like say it's, it's happening right now because I mean, you probably have plans. Like you don't, you don't just like go to a convention, like, oh, I'm planning on winning the raffle. So I'm not going to plan on anything after this certain point in the night. No. Of course not. They didn't even know that the raffle was there until they got there. So, like, everything they had planned for the rest of the night just goes out the window. But anyway, so they go on this horror-themed or this creeper-themed escape room, and there's, like, um, like a Hollywood producer guy, um, like the – kind of like the camera talent. She's, like, a – kind of reminded me of, like, an influencer uh, I, type I'm person. I'm pretty sure she's an influencer, yes. Yeah, she's, like, an influencer type person. Um, so her, um, her producer guy, her camera guy – um, the redneck dude who is supposed to like guide them to the thing and then um chase and like yeah, yeah the right. guy that that, that is, ran the the sharp attack right yeah. right yeah the, yeah the redneck dude that's supposed to lead them to is the same guy that did the sharp attack yeah right. um so yeah so they all go to this like um escape room thing um so they get to this room uh the camera guy dies before they even get in the building yes. Like he can't he can't get his camera to work. He goes over somewhere and he sees like one of the people that run um the the horror thing who's they said she was like Miss Universe or something, something like, that. like that. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, well anyway, she was like just a lady in a in black outfit. Um and she like goes into like this they're in a graveyard, of course. So she goes into like one of the tombs, then he follows her and then dies. They just show like blood dripping all over his camera. Dead. Right um so yeah so they're all like oh where's the camera guy oh i don't know well we got to go do this escape room thing anyway so they just <laughs> they, they kind of try moving and then at this point um the creeper comes in and just like bizarrely grabs lane yep. right and just disappears it's like a ridiculous scene it actually made me laugh when it happened it was not scary at all it was ridiculous because he just like appeared grabbed her and then just like teleported away yes um, so he comes running, screaming that, you know, oh, she's missing. She's missing. You know, we have to go find her. And so their, you know, idea to deal with the problem is, is to go into the escape room house. <laughs> I, I don't know how I think they like, oh, maybe she's in the house. So they all go in the house, even though they find the dead cameraman outside on their way into the house. So they know that people are dead. And then the thing it made me laugh again. OK, the dude went up to the body. And it was like, oh, this is still fresh. Yep. No shit. You just saw this guy five minutes ago. <laughs> like, okay, he died within the last five minutes. Of course it's fresh, you moron. I mean, <laughs> yeah, there's so many lines like that in this movie where I'm just yelling at the screen. It's just so stupid. Um, so anyway, so yeah, they find his body. They, they go into this house because that's their solution to finding his girlfriend is to go into the escape room somehow. Right. Um, so they get locked in. Um, do they... Yeah, I think they show yeah. the people. Um, so it's like Voodoo Lady, the weird Miss Universe Lady, um, and then like some other cloaked people. They don't really show who they right. are, and then and they but they don't really matter. So they like lock them in this house so they can't get out. So they you know, try to get out, of course they can't. Um, and so they start accusing the redneck dude 
of uh, locking them in. Like, you know, oh, this is the start of the escape room. Like, we want out. And he's like, you know, what the fuck? There's like dead people. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't want to be here any more than you do. You know, so they're all like accusing him. So the boyfriend, Chase, accuses him. The Hollywood guy starts accusing him. Um, and then he like pulls out a gun. Well, he says, he <laughs> says that I was only supposed to bring you here and scare you and then leave. Right. Right. So he's, he was instilling the fear for the pheromones to start flowing. Apparently. That, that, I think that's what they're trying to get at. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, whatever. So yeah, he pulls out a gun, you know, he's like, get the fuck away from me. The boyfriend still tries to rush at him anyway. He shoots up in the air. Everybody like stops and freaks out. Um, and then at that point is when they start, they, they, they hear a scream or is they hear something and they go to investigate. And then that's where the creeper pops out for the first time. Yeah. Um, and uh, of course the redneck dude just starts shooting at the creeper. And of course, you know, nothing happened. Oh wait, no, no, they, I, I'm sorry. I forgot about another character when, when she's runs out of the car to puke because she's pregnant. When I said earlier, they found out she's pregnant. We find out she's pregnant because she runs out of the car and throws up. And of course, Oh, that means you're pregnant. Right. Whenever a woman throws up, they're pregnant. Right. Um, so after she's done puking, she calls her friend who is supposed to meet her at the hotel who is driving a Corvette through a swamp, Yes, <laughs> which is stupid. But anyway, he's like, he's like, Oh, I had to stop. I had to pull over to go take a leak. I'll, I'll meet you at the hotel. And of course the creeper gets in. Well, because he, never makes he walked a mile so anyway, from his car to go pee. <laughs> yeah, he did. I'm like, dude, you're alone. There's no one anywhere near you. Why are you running in the woods? Just piss next to your car. Right. Um, but anyway, <clears throat> so uh, they find his dead body hanging. Um, at that, you know, and they're like, oh no. And that's when the creeper comes out. He shoots at the creeper. He shoots all his bullets at the creeper. I think he hits him in the hand and damages his hand and they all run away. And so the creeper, um, you know, grabs his own arm, tears it off, and then grabs the arm off of the friend who's hanging from the ceiling and just eats it and then grows a new hand. Yes. Um, and they show that's uh, the same thing they did with the head in the second one, where they show the, the hand come in as it was. And then it just instantly transitions into a creeper hand. Um, so, you know, and then it's just kind of like cat and mouse through the house. Uh, we do find the, uh, lane has been tied to like a weird ritual sacrifice table yes. kind of thing. And it's hilarious because if you look at the ropes that are holding her, they're not even tied. They're just looped around her hands. I mean, she could have literally just, you know, flopped her hand over and she would have been free. It was just so badly done. Um, but anyway, so she finds a knife on the table. She manages to cut the rope and get away. Um, the knife when that was on the table, the creeper tried to stab her with. But when everybody else got into the, well, he did stab yes. her. She was, she was bleeding. She's not badly, but bleeding enough. Um, and so that's when everybody else came in the house. So he left to go take care of them. And then that's when she got the knife and cut herself free. And then she's like, you know, escaping through the house. Um, so it's like cat and mouse to the house to try to hide from the creeper, blah, blah, blah. They meet up with the girlfriend. Um, and then they're all, you know, trying to run around the house. You know, there's various things where they're meeting up with the creeper and they're running away, you know, stupid stuff. They find, um, this room that's like a weird kind of like a ritual a room. Shrine. It's like a, like a, yeah. Shri- yeah, it's like a shrine. Um, and it's like a bunch of weird stuff. Um, there is like one callback to the original movie when they show like a voodoo doll of um, what uh, Justin Long's character was wearing right. in the movie, like that that yellow T-shirt yep. and stuff with the, with the rose band. And I think it was band. And yeah, yeah. with the rose tattoo. Um, so that was right. That was like the only real like tie back they had other than, right. you know, 
the creeper itself and the truck. The truck is the same, even though the truck was like not really even driven. It was just shown. Right. Oh, no, sorry. It was driven to take out the Wi-Fi. That was the only time they drove. Yes. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so they find the shrine. They find out that, um, you know, it appears that these people are like helping him in some way, shape or form. Um, they, you know, there's like a weird, like ritual stone. They move the stone. There's all kinds of like dead bodies in this like sewer basement thing. Um, and then that's where all this blood that's like dripping from the ceiling from like his ritual table is going. So it looks like these people have been like doing ritual murders to like feed him. Right. Or, or something. I mean, they didn't really get too into it, but that's what's going on. There's a bunch of creepy, weird voodoo stuff. Um, yeah. I mean, that's a dead bodies under there. So this has been going on for a while. Blah blah blah. Um and then yeah, so they're they're going back and forth. Um the the influencer ends up dying. Um Hollywood ends up dying. <laughs> um and then they come up with a plan to like I don't understand this plan. I don't I don't get like they don't say what this plan is, they just say they have a plan. This plan makes zero sense. Their plan is somehow to run around the house making a bunch of noise so that the creeper finds you and then trying to run back to the front door where um, Lane, the girlfriend, is sitting with a knife. And supposedly, he's supposed to be distracted by her and she's supposed to lead him outside and then the people that originally you know, led him to the front door are supposed to go up to the roof yep. and take off the weather vane and throw it down on him. Okay. How the hell would they even know there was a fucking weather vane up there? Or how he's up to it. Right. Yes. It was I mean, the redneck, redneck again, and the boyfriend left. Yeah. Right. So like, right. But so your plan is to throw this invincible creature at a woman who's already been stabbed by him once and somehow hope that she can keep him busy for minutes while you climb up to the roof and somehow tear off a weather vane and throw it down with perfect accuracy to hit him with well, it? Well, in fairness, did stab him in both his ears with his own throwing stars and then pulled a Donald Pleasance two per- or Jamie Lee Curtis two perfect shots into his eyes with the throwing stars. Yes. And, and says the classic line... How do you like those peepers, bitch? bitch? <laughs> I mean, holy, I mean, dude, I almost just shut it off. I was like, I, I was cringing so hard that I think I almost like imploded. It was, oh my God, it was so and, mad. And the ending made And what happened with Creeper at the end? Uh, he like got eaten by crows and then the crows like all flew away and then they went back to like the weird voodoo people. And then the crows like vomited him back yep. up and he became another creeper, yep. but he was like somehow lighter color. Mm-hmm. Well, because one <laughs> so, of the crows was white. Well, that's true. One <laughs> crow out of the hundreds of crows was a white crow. Uh, um, yes. Yeah. But again, the CGI was <laughs> terrible. I mean, but yeah, that's the uh, this is our first thoughts. First watch. Obviously, we've ever dispersed them into the plot. Oh yeah, I I put my first my first thoughts into yes. my plot description because I could not separate them because they're so ridiculous and stupid. Um, so yeah, go yeah. ahead. 
this is the first watch, first thoughts was this is uh, it, it to me it is a trope and I'm not going to bash anyone's fan fiction but it, this seems like someone who created a movie of their own that was fan fiction based off of their favorite, favorite slasher killer and don't get me wrong some of them are amazing I love like you know, Freddy versus the Ghostbusters and Return of the Ghostbusters and stuff like that, right? That came out, what, 12 years ago, 13 years ago? But there's people that do really good, great justice, you know? There's people that do shorts with, you know, Jason and Freddy and all that stuff, a lot of Halloween stuff. But the trope is horror conventions, right? It's like you made this movie about your icon and you'd have it take place at a horror convention, then to then, in turn, show this movie at a horror convention. That's what it feels like when I was watching this. It felt like... Well, and again, it's it's like displaying a horror convention by someone who's never been to a horror convention. Correct. Is that as... It, it, like, it made it look like a rave slash carnival, yes. which is not how a horror convention <laughs> is at all. Yeah, this... Like it, it to in in my head, this is not part of the canon. I hope it's not. I hope this is not a star of the trilogy. They need to wipe the slate clean after this. That was my first thought. My second thought was, I'm never going to watch this again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I had to convince myself to watch it the first time. I was like, can I just like pretend I watched it? I, it won't really matter. I'll just say it's bad. Right. So yeah, that was yeah. Let let's get into the lore. Because there's a lot more lore in this. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, but again, the lore is not really about the creep, no. though. The lore is about these, like, cult people that somehow know about the creeper and assist him. Yes. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's, like, a lot of that going on. Of course, they get away at the end. I mean, of course, the creeper technically survives at the right. end. Um. But yeah, I mean, there is there is lore, but it has nothing to do with the Creeper. The Creeper is exactly the way he was in the other movies, only he's got a worse costume, worse effects. Right. <laughs> I mean, worse prosthetics. I mean, everything is bad about him. Like, his teeth are so bad that they never move. I think he moves his lips over the teeth one time, and it looks like it hurts. Right. I mean, obviously, they're, they're dentures, but uh, almost like it's just like a mask. Instead of, like, molded and contoured into the guy playing him, right? We had the same guy, I think, in all the first three. Didn't come back for yeah. this. And it just seemed like it was just like a mask that you can't move. Right. Yeah, it was just like it was like a Halloween right. mask. I mean it was it was like a good Halloween mask, but it was still a Halloween mask. Like it didn't move. Right. It's just there. Right. It's almost like I was expecting to see his real teeth behind the fake teeth at some point in the movie. <laughs> is that that right. bad. Um, right. Lore wise, I think they completely did the service to the first three. Uh, I the way it always seemed, especially you know, we never find out that this is Louisiana. It's supposed to be any town, Farmville, USA. We get told it's Louisiana, okay. And then to say that the creeper needs followers, that he needs people to continue his longevity. I don't think it added. I think it really took a lot away. That he needed all this help this entire time, like it, it took away that that element of it. Yeah, I can see that. I, I mean, yeah, because in the first three, he was totally like, you know, uh, 
capable of dealing with anything by himself. Correct. Like he didn't, there was no help that he needed at all. Right. I mean, it, like he made his own weapons, you know, he had his own way of doing things. He was able to, you know, harvest and eat people and shit all by himself, never needed any help in any form whatsoever. And this one, it seems like he's just like a tool for the cult people. He, this is, this is the curse of Michael Myers or in the franchises, this movie right here where we have, I wouldn't say too much lore, but it's just like there's a cult because that's we have we have in Halloween six is that drives this and that they couldn't do all the stuff without him. And he's just a yeah, he's a tool at that point in time. Um, I think it really took away. And then all of a sudden he has this ability to whistle and like make people stun. OK, I, I had a hard time figuring out what the hell he was he's doing. Because of that, yeah, that mask and like like I said, he never moves his lips and his teeth just you know his mouth just stays in that one position the whole right. time. So it's like he just like put his hand in front of his face, mm-hmm. and then like a weird sound came out, and I'm like, what the hell is happening? And I didn't realize until later on when he pulled his hand away that he was doing like the the whistle yes. move. Like I, while it was happening, I had no clue what was actually going on. It's, it took me a second to like process. Oh, I think it was supposed to be a whistle. Now you could argue that this was an evolution of him screaming in anger and killing all the crows around him from number three at the end. So maybe there's something vocally that he doesn't speak. Maybe he is a uh, black bolt in a way, right? We got we got him mm-hmm. with Mjolnir and be able to call back his axe in number three. Maybe he's pulling a black at this point in time oh yeah well yeah he's, he's turning into a dc character where they just keep picking up new powers all right. the time with no explanation as to how they get them they just have them right and once again though with with uh lane we have psychic visions coming into this play again right so we really have psychic visions and cross the entire spectrum along with the creepers just a different person every time that has psychic abilities which yeah. we generally get once in a horror franchise so it's like it right. really is not <laughs> granted it's a different person every time but still like I said I think they demystified a lot with the lore of what we established as the creeper that he was this lone wolf able to do all this stuff to just throw a cult in that worships him on top of it you know that's kind of weird. It's also weird is that I guess they never say when the first one takes place, but they explicitly say this is like 2021 in this movie. Um, no, the first one they do say when it takes place, um, kind of in an off key way. They don't say this is 2001, but they do say the lady says that it happens every 23 years. Right. And the last time those two people, remember when he found those two people in the basement, he said it was 1978. Right. Which means twenty three years after nineteen seventy eight means it's two thousand. Twenty three years after two thousand one is still two years away. Right, but that's what I'm saying. If they're actually going to have a real revival for this series, it needs to be in twenty twenty four because then that will be exactly twenty three years after the first movie, just like the cycle goes. I don't know why this movie didn't wait <laughs> until twenty twenty four to at least play on that. I'm glad it didn't because this one was horrible. Right. So I, I hope that they do like another. They could just do a sequel to three. I mean, if they really wanted to, or they, they could just do like a, a, a soft reboot. Yes. So we're like, technically those happened, but maybe you know something, whatever. 
but they have 2024 is when they should come out with a better. Well, one. I mean, this was the reboot. It's called Reborn. It's he's reborn 23 years later. I and they could even tie it in that he was crawling off the wall from the farm in number two. And they could have said that they could have said this was 2024. They said it's 2021. They explicitly stated in the movie, which yeah. is not right. Just in the can't. Well, just in the can't. This doesn't want to count unless. <laughs> Unless, let's think about this, it's a different creeper. I mean, I mean, it's possible, but I mean, the likelihood that he has the same exact truck. Who knows? I, it's it's such a weird. Unless they they came from like they're aliens from outer space and their spaceship is disguised as that truck. So Jupiter Five confirmed in space. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> that's the next logical. I mean, most that's likely the next logical yeah, step in this franchise is space. Right. Yeah. Might as well <laughs> creeper in space. Right. That'd be funny because then he would like go out in the vacuum of space and then like his whole body would die. Right. right? And then he'd just eat a whole person and then just be right. revived. Right. Exactly. Himself. He's up there snacking on George Clooney. We <laughs> <laughs> can only help. Um, <laughs> were there any highlights of this movie? Highlights in this movie, I mean, uh, uh, really, no. I mean, I was trying hard to think of something like that could like be good in this, and there's really just just not. I mean, there's there's. Yeah, there's nothing in this movie that I that I was interested in. The, so, this is my highlight. Are you ready for this? Mm-hmm. It is all the discount knockoff horror costumes they have because they have a cosplay showing at at this horror convention, right? Which they do, <laughs> right. which they do. But it's always the knockoff, like burnt man finger knives guy, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> right or Beetle John, Beetle Johnson N- or you know Nickel Dom the Clown. <laughs> <laughs> there, there was, okay, there's a highlight. There was a guy just like Beetlejuice, and his Beetlejuice costume was pretty average. I mean, it was right. decent, but it was pretty average. But there was a guy in the background, out of focus, that was actually dressed as Alec Baldwin yes. when he stuck his hand through his yeah. head and stretched his face all out. That looked pretty good. Right. So I'll give you that would be my highlight. Is but again, the Gina Davis character wasn't there. It was just him by himself, right. which was funny. But that was that one looked and, pretty. You know, good. And said Edward Serhan, Ned, the sheer fingers. <laughs> <laughs> right, and there was so many just like generic horror right. character number three. Like, okay, I can tell you're supposed to be a scary character, but who knows what the fuck you're supposed right. to be? Right, but I mean that that to me was the highlight because they're like. They're trying to show it's that classic thing that you in horror movies where like you show other posters or stuff from other horror movies and say, Hey, I'm scarier than you. We we have that feud with you know Sam Raimi and uh uh Wes Craven, right? That we got every once in a while. Um, but I think those them trying to say in their own way that hey, we're scarier, we have this new bad. That's scarier than all these other people that we are dressing up as. I can see that being the case. I, mean, I hope, I hope not. this is what they came out with to do that with. You failed miserably, dude. All right. Or, or how about the DJ? What was he? Was he supposed to? He looked like a lizard zombie. He looked like like I don't know what he was he trying to do. Like like a voodoo zombie. 
Well, he was, but he was all yes. green, right? He was like covered in like greens paint. And then he had like weird, like gold lines all over him. Like I said, it looked kind of like scales. So he looked like, like a lizard man. Zombie. Right. <laughs> but again, that's what most of these characters are. They're just like generic like horror ish. Right. Characters. They're trying not, they're trying very hard to not be individual. Right. characters. All right. Low points other than the entire movie. <laughs> low points other than the entire movie. I mean, the effects again, this one is just, they're so bad. The creeper effects are terrible. Like I said, the mask is bad. His teeth are bad. His hat and his coat look like they're made out of garbage bags. <laughs> I mean, they're terrible, man. I mean, at least in the other one, they were just like ratty looking, you know, cloth. They look like they were supposed to look. This it looks like they literally made it out of garbage bags. I mean, it was, the effects are so terrible. The CGI was horrible. I mean, like the, um, the, the crows looked ridiculous. Yes. I mean, everything just looked so stupid. I mean, it was again three. You could tell that they didn't have a whole lot of budget, and they were trying to do what they right. could. It still sucked, but at least they were doing something. This one, it doesn't look like they had an excuse. They just were lazy. Right. It it really reminds me of a horror movie that I would try to create myself. <laughs> That's basically right. Yeah, it looks like yeah. This is like something you could do, and like you know. Apple right. movie <laughs> with like a Halloween mask. It's like essentially what what they right. made. and like a an old beat down house that you can like punch holes in. The right, walls. so that's why it just reminds me of just poorly done fan fiction. Yeah, you know, hey, no. I can make costumes. What you got? Garbage bags. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. You got garbage bags. Oh, well, we, <laughs> and a green and a green goblin. No, mask. no, it's, it's, there's a, there's, there is a Jeepers Creepers mask. So he, they probably bought the Jeepers Creepers mask from like a spirit Halloween for this movie. Right. That's what it felt like. It felt like I don't I don't think he had the skullet in this one no. either. He didn't have that weird, fun- <laughs> weird ratty white hair. Well, that mask is that mask is you know, twenty years old at this point, so it it, it fell off. They couldn't <laughs> refine the hair. They couldn't glue it back on. Probably. Probably. Um, for me, a little point. As you point out in the plot, is the boyfriend? Like he survived. <laughs> he survived. I know. I know. He like he should have died, and then there would have been clapping in the theater. Right. <laughs> he yeah, he survived, and he's still going to carry on that terrible relationship with this girl. Know, and he's going to try to yeah, he's going to try to propose to her. Yeah. I just feel bad like that. <laughs> it's like this yeah, this relationship needs to end. These people are terrible. All right, so. Number of creeper throwing stars, and we'll say the scale is zero to ten. Let's, let's we'll add a zero in there. What would you give you? Okay. Um, I mean, if there is a zero, <laughs> and zero is the absolute worst I can go, I will give it a yeah. one. <laughs> a one creeper throwing star out of ten, simply because I have seen worse movies, so I can't give it the absolute lowest score. But it is damn. There's no mass of hands of fate, but it really tried to be. It <laughs> right. really tried to right. be. Right. <laughs> it did. Yeah, it one. Did. I'm giving it the one as well. This is it's just. I don't even know what to say about this franchise. Like I, the first two were great, right? Uh, let's kind of go over this franchise kind of as a whole, right? You know, we have this mm-hmm. franchise that's four deep. You know, at that point in time, sometimes you're running out of steam, um, as they tend to, right? They need the revitalization. You know, do we wait another twenty years for this to get done properly? 
we that far out from this remake? Or do you think we can get someone be more interested in this that likes the originals enough? Or do you think it's only the guy that can do it well? Um, I don't think it's necessarily only the guy, but I mean, if he made the first three, I mean, it's kind of like after seeing what happens when he's not in control, um, I can see giving him maybe the budget of two to try to make another one. You know, again, three was terrible, I think, because mostly because of the budget. You could tell there was a lot of things cut. Um, Oh, (laughs) there's another scene. I I just want to bring this up real quick. In Reborn, there was the scene where they go to the car, okay? And they're gonna go in the in the in this van, this creepy conversion van with the the redneck yeah, dude, yeah. right? And and the influencer, and they're like, "Okay, come on, get in the van." And the girlfriend goes, "Like this is the worst idea ever. Why would you ever get this in that you van?" Get, this is right? how you get killed killed by hillbillies. Right, right. And then it cuts away, and then she's running in yeah. the van. Like there, <laughs> I, I felt like there was a scene that was cut. So where like somebody said something or like she makes a decision or something, but like how do you go from like being skeptical to like literally be running and like like to where your boyfriend is like trying to catch up right. to you? Like it just went like they're just a hard bad cut. I mean, I, well again, well you, you paint yourself in the corner and distract the person from watching you paint you through something against the wall and go, hey, look over there, <laughs> right. <laughs> Again, it's just it's just so this movie is so jarring and just so doesn't make any fucking right. sense. Sorry, I'll stop. That's I'll all right. Stop. No. Um so you know, do we do we need the guy to come back, right? You know, eventually everyone seems to come back to their series that they create as a franchise, it feels like. Mm-hmm. Are we are we at that point because yeah, we already had such a horrible outing? Well, usually I mean Usually, like the people that make the first one, um, they usually, you know, sometimes they'll come back for the second one, but they're never around after that, right? The franchise kind of moves on without them. They might, you know, get a, a producer credit every now and again when they have to, like, ask them a question right. or, or ask them for a prop that was in one of the other movies or something like that, right? So they get a producer credit out of it. But usually they're not all that involved. And then later on down the line, they'll get back involved again. This one, the first three, the guy was like, he wrote and directed both of or all right. three of them. Like he was, he was all in with these movies, yeah. and then you know, and then only what five years later you get this you know horrible fucking pile of shit that is reborn, right? I mean, that's gotta suck for him seeing that. Star right? of New Trilogy. So I mean, <laughs> right? Yeah. So like at this point, I would say you know try to if you want to see this franchise move on, give that guy again not the you know the, a good budget but give them the budget of two at least when they had some effects yeah. right give them give them the budget of two let them make a b horror movie and then see see how he does right, right? see if it's any better than three because three was pretty bad yeah um you know i'm not gonna lie it was not nearly as bad as this one but um but three wasn't bad let's see if he can't if he can't then just i think the franchise can just go away or it could come back 23 years later yes. David Gordon Green makes it after he does his next trilogy of The Exorcist. Let me, re- let me revisit right. this in about ten years. Let me go ahead and do that again. I, like I said, let him let the the guy who made the first three let him make this next one in twenty twenty four. So it'll be a full twenty three years from the first one. And if he fails, then wait another twenty three years and do it with somebody else. Oh no! 
that that's that's, that's fair. Oh man, so that's uh, we're thinking the next one, the number number six will be in twenty five years. I don't, we'll be old. Yeah, <laughs> tough shit. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right, so I just want to briefly discuss this I, this horror icon that was created and how mm-hmm. it compares to the other horror icons that we have. Right? Where where does this stand for you? I don't know. I think some people know who the creeper is. I think people have at least seen one or two. Maybe not a lot of people have seen three or four. Good for them. But I mean, you know, we didn't get many horror icons created after the nineties. And what do you think of this attempt of this icon as as this villain? Um, I mean, it's it's an interesting villain. I mean, again, I, I mean, there's still a lot to tell with them. I mean, you know, after three movies, we know like basically next to nothing about him or where he comes from or you know who he is or what they what they he is as they allude to in the third right. one right i mean there's there's a lot more to go with and it's it's interesting um because you know a lot of the other horror icons they're kind of like easy to figure out you know like i mean michael myers is like you know there's not a whole lot you need to figure out right there. he's a dude who kills people <laughs> done right. right that's that's it i mean there's there's not more to it like this one it's obviously like he sleeps for 23 years he eats for 23 days i mean obviously there's some kind of weird you know cyclical thing you know obviously he's restricted in some way i mean he's not just like a cicada right uh, he might be um so I, <laughs> I mean, yeah maybe maybe he's a cicada evolved right. maybe that's yeah. what they are um but yeah i mean there's obviously more to it i mean i think it was it's a good attempt to put a little bit more lore behind like a horror icon than you normally get. Um, but I, I mean, it's not, it's not bad. I would still put him in the B tier, yeah. you know, second string of, of horror Maybe. icons, but I mean, he's known Maybe well in enough. 15 to 20 or 20 to 25 top icons in a franchise. I'd say in the franchise, we have a lot of icons that are just solo movies, right? But the franchise. Yeah. What do you think? You know, yeah, no, good, definitely. Good I mean, yeah. overall so far. I mean, we have two yeah. and a half, two and I mean, a half like good they're... movies. One and a half just garbage. Right. I mean, like I said, the character is interesting. I'd like to see more stuff about him. I'd like to know more stuff about him. So yeah, I, I definitely put him up on a so list. You, just so you want the lore to go deeper? I mean, be great. I love deep lore. Well, I mean, this is if. if we're saying that the creeper's been around. We don't have to have 23 years in the future. We can have past. We can go into the past of this. We can see, we can do a prey of the Jeepers Creepers franchise. You know, the, you know, <laughs> the, you know, say 230 years before 2001. So we're looking at, oh, here's what we can do. 1955 Jeepers Creepers Back to the Future crossover. <laughs> let's do All it. All right, let's do it. We can, to where they have to keep traveling back in time 23 years to try to see if they can catch him off guard each Love time. Because he can't go forward because he knows right. you're there, right? Because he's going to remember you 23 years later. So you have to keep going backwards 23 years at a time to try to catch All him. All right. Sounds like you and I are making number five with with yeah, greater yeah. budget than what that's, they had that's a, for number four. <laughs> yeah, it's a great idea. Let's do yeah. it. All right. Let's do it. Um, anything else that you kind of want to discuss with this franchise or any, like, we discussed where we really want to see it to go and what it could do better. Um, um, no, I mean, like I said, at this point, I, after seeing the, you know, you let somebody else deal with it is what we got. 
So that's why I said I think they should just, you know, give not a, a good budget, a modest budget back to the original guy to see if he can make something better than that. Um, and that's his chance. And if he makes something good, then, hey, maybe he can keep going with it. If he makes something like Jeepers Creepers 3 again, then, again, <laughs> let it sit and then 23 years later try to revive right. it again. Do you think this franchise went from theater-worthy to VOD, straight to VOD, pretty fast? Oh, yeah. I I honestly say the second one is probably VOD territory, I think. But, I mean, it, fair enough, it got a theater, <laughs> you know, a theatrical release. And that's, you know, it, it's again, it's still a decent movie. But I would say, you know, as far as, like, you know, movie substance goes, it's probably a, a VOD. Like I said, I, 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 I was um, pretty excited just because it was, I was able to start, Potentially a new horror icon in its infancy. Like, you know, I wasn't born with the first, most of these horror icons that we have now, right? And we didn't see it until later on. And I think, you know, because I saw it, you know, I'm pretty sure I saw the first one, the second one in the theaters. I thought, okay, great. I'm at the pinnacle at the start, you know, the, the birth of a new icon. And I was really excited for that. And I'm seeing where it is now, 21 years later. And I'm not excited for it, <laughs> quite honestly. Yeah, no, it was, well, it was in my period of, I was broke, and I also wasn't very into horror movies at the time. Um, that was, the, the both of one and two came out in that stretch of time. So, yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure I, whatever I would see, the parts of it that I did see was on, like, TV, whatever right. it was on. But I didn't, I didn't go out of my way to watch it. Okay. I mean, will you watch number five if it comes out? I feel like I have to now at this point in time, unfortunately. Well, sure. I mean, I'll say, if it's the same guy who made Reborn, no. <laughs> I don't I don't want to watch that, you know, because it's, it's, it's going to be a sequel to this horrible thing, and it's just going to get worse. Right. I, I mean, but if, if they do something different, yeah, definitely. If they have the original guy make it, or even if they have somebody new make it, that's fine, too. Um, I mean, I'll definitely watch it. But if it's the same people who did Reborn, no. I'm not going to bother. And I agree. I think 2024, we should bring back one and two, two theaters to bring back, bring the hype back up and have that solid entry that really is needed for this to continue continue as a series. Mm -hmm. I'd hate hate to see it for the die, but if it has to, it has to. Yeah. Well, like I said, just wait 23 years and two more years and then 23. (laughs) Correct. That's right. All right. Well, I think we've kind of, um, you know, oh, something we never mentioned. I want to mention this real fast. Mm. Jeepers Creepers song is played one and two extensively. We didn't get that song in Reborn. We got some generic rip-off guy trying to yeah. to portray, you know, Jeepers, like, I like your eyes or something like that. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was weird because yeah, I, I did notice that. Is like, <laughs> I mean, it was it cost like a nickel to put the original Jeepers Creepers in there. I mean, it can't be that expensive, right? right? But yeah, they had somebody singing. It wasn't like they just sang a new version of that same song. They like sang a different yeah. version of it. And uh, yeah, it, it said Creeper and Peeper, but I don't think it said Jeeper. Or maybe he said Jeepers and then Peepers, but it, there was one of the get, one of the Eepers was where'd like, you get those Peepers? Yeah, it was something. Like, it was something weird like that. But yeah, it was bizarre. Like it tried to sound like it was from the same era, but I think it Made was like this year. Yeah. A, 
<laughs> right. I think it was like a different version. Like they couldn't get the rights to right. it. It was. It's, it's, it, we have the but, knockoff yeah. Jeepers Creepers song with knockoff costumes. Yeah. <laughs> Essentially, when it comes down to the Spirit Halloween Jeepers yeah. Creepers song. And then, and then Reborn, whenever he had to kill somebody, he had to put that song yes. on every time. Right. And then he was very upset when they broke. I know. You know. You know how hard it is to find <laughs> phonographs like that. That that's an antique. <laughs> he was very yes. upset. Yes. I, uh, yeah. I just. I. I forgot to mention that. I'm like. You know what? I. I that bothered me no end watching it before. <laughs> like they only have the song. Like. All right. All right. Well, I think that's all I have to say. Anything else from you, Salem? No, that's all right. It. Well, in that case, uh, let's stay tuned for next week's podcast where we'll be discussing our first convention slash movie marathon since we've been doing this podcast that we are going to. And it's called The Massacre at the Davis Theater in Chicago. Um, let's let's hope we see some really cool things there. We're going to be there sponsoring uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and we will be reporting back our experiences from going to this convention, seeing what it's like with sponsorship and everything and the like. You know, I know you've been to horror conventions. This is kind of my first one, um, let alone kind of a horror movie marathon. Mm-hmm. So I know you've been here a few times for sci-fi. So excited, excited for this. Yeah. Oh, I'm super right. excited. Well, in that, in that case, I'm Graveyard and saying heavy check on the children. And I'm Salem saying long live the new flesh. Farewell. Mm-hmm.